Yeah, yeah. Please stop. You 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 gonna get me going? Yeah, we we'll be talking about that, and that'll be a whole different subject. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for tapping in. This is another episode of Clean Breaks, titled "The Bob Foolery." This is all on Jay. Jay done got me out of bed, made me brush my teeth with wine. <laughs> so what's so, going on, my guy? Man, so you know, I we 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 you know we have we do one, we do a piece yesterday. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Clips. And before we Where? keep your thought, keep your thought mm-hmm. real quickly, Chris Colbert. You gotta do better, bro. Uh saying that you're a kind don't represent you and they don't show up to your fights you got to do better man stop stop with the bullshit you are getting what you're putting out if that is the energy that you give out that is what you're going to get back Mm -hmm. i understand being cocky and i understand being conceited because you're a boxer and you know how to win and you grind you got it out the mud and you did it your way i understand that we a lot of us did a lot of us coming from the black community And in the Mexican-American community, a lot of motherfuckers have done it the same way. A lot of other people have come over to America and whether they're from the Polish community or Lithuanian community, they have come to America, done construction, cut grass. They have done all types of jobs, carpentry, whatever it may be to build themselves up and lift themselves out of the dirt. All right. In the process of that, you are not alone. Everybody has to do that. That's why they call it the land of opportunity, quote, unquote. All right. But when you say shit like what you're saying, let me tell you something. No one wants to hear that bullshit, bro, especially your your own people. You may call yourself Mexican or you may call yourself whatever. But when they look at you, they see a nigga. And I'm just going to be straight up and honest, up and down with this shit. When they look at you, all they see is a motherfucking nigga. When... Michael Jordan tried to acquire or be a part of the Bulls organization or the Washington Wizards. All they saw was a nigga. That's why he didn't get any other position in those companies. That's why he had the Jordan brand and not a piece of Nike, because when they look at him, all they see is a nigga on every level. When the police see us, what do they see? They see a nigga, man. So cut the bullshit saying that your people don't support you. You are getting the energy that you are putting out. You have to change the trajectory and and the the vibes, the energy that you are putting out there, man. You need to learn more about yourself, what it is you want, what it is you need, and what it is you're trying to connect to, because that is very important to you. Black people will support you. Chris, you are a good fighter. You are a great, you are a good boxer. You can actually improve. We can all improve in our daily lives. That is very, very fucking possible. But the things that you are putting out here when you're saying that and you're tapping your skin and you're saying that we don't support you and we don't show up for your fights. How many people in America, even amongst the black community, actually know who Chris Colbert is? It's not like you're some brand name person. It's not like you're the one of the biggest talents in America. You have to work the same way Errol Spence had to work. Mike Tyson had to work. Manny Pacquiao had to work. Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez had to work. Eric Morales had to work. Uh, the Klitschko brothers had to work. Lennox Lewis had to work. You got to wait, work your way up the rungs of the ladder to be a noticeable person, a brand name. You have to do that. And if your brand is putting out uh, what they call it, uh, what is this word? Clout. 
you, you clout chasing. If this is what you're doing to get yourself to be a household name, not clout chasing, you're trolling. You're trolling. If this is what you're going to do to get your name out there, just know that some of us take it as you being demeaning and derogatory or derogative toward the very people that you come from. Because when people look at you, they see a black man and often they keep a black man from succeeding. You, you, you witness it. You're witnessing it now. You're going through it now. So cut, cut yeah. the bullshit, man. It, it's, it's, a, it's a lot that we're already dealing with and you're not doing nothing but making it worse, sir. Not worse, sir, but you're making it worse for yourself. You're impeding yeah. your own progress and you have to do better, my guy. You got to do better. Look, I come, from a, I come from a situation where I grew up in a nice neighborhood and in a not so nice neighborhood. But in order to do better, I wanted better for myself. So there was things I was willing to do, risk, get rid of, sacrifice, so forth and so on to make sure that I had the opportunities to present myself in a better light. You have those opportunities now. You can, you can get sponsorships. You can, you can be in the media. It's a lot of things that you can do for yourself. But you got you to gotta cut the bullshit, bro. You are loved by your own people. Sometimes I wonder, do you actually love your fucking self? Yeah, I think um, that can, we can go to a whole down a whole nother rabbit hole with that conversation about, you know, almost providing a cultural diagnosis on Chris Colbert. I won't do that, but I'll agree with your sentiment. And, you know, ultimately just taking it back to the streets is all cap. You know, um, again, you can't, he's trying to deflect and say, well, and be, be the victim and say, well, I was expressing my opinion. Yeah, everybody has an opinion. You can express your opinion. It was the way in which he expressed his opinion um, that he got in trouble with. There are people who think Tyson Fury is a better boxer. Hell, I think Tyson Fury is a better boxer than Deontay Wilder. I agree. But I support Deontay Wilder. And I, I'm reasonable enough to, to, to understand that there is a path to victory for Deontay Wilder. And I'm hoping he finds that path. Why? Am I supporting Deontay Wilder? I'm supporting Deontay Wilder because he is a black man. If you look at on the screen, you can see that I am a black man. Me supporting Deontay Wilder doesn't mean I'm against Tyson Fury. See, Chris Colbert doesn't understand what racism means. Racism is different from being discriminatory. All people can be discriminatory. Only white people in America can be racist. The difference between being discriminatory and racist is racism implies power. It means there's something you can actually do about you being discriminatory towards another person. So if Chris Colbert wants an education in American history, really quickly, look at the Constitution, look at the amendments. Is there any amendment that's righting a wrong or granting a right or a privilege for a white man anywhere in the Constitution? No, there isn't. It doesn't say, well, Brown versus, uh, versus Board of Education wasn't to give equal education rights to white people. They had the superior education and we had the inferior education due to segregation. And to go on top of that, separate but not equal because the government controlled the resources and the government specifically denied resources to a certain group of people in order to keep them down. I know Chris Colbert has Dominican roots, and I am going to go here. If Chris Colbert doesn't understand who his people are, Chris Colbert needs to understand we're all the same people. For what is worth, the first slave ship did not come to the United States of America. It was on Dominican Republic by the Spaniards. 
Dominican Republic was the first settlement, right? It's the oldest. So Chris Colbert needs to understand that his lineage goes way back to the very beginning of our people's plight in this hemisphere. For what it's worth, we were already over here. I'm talking about the ones who were enslaved and I don't want to get into all the other history lessons with that. But what Chris has to understand is we can disagree about something. I, we can have opinions about things, but I'm not going to disrespect another black person, let alone honestly another human being, just because I have a different opinion. And he just came across being extremely spicy and he came across being very motivated with his opinion against, say, like an Errol Spence who's fighting a Manny Pacquiao who happens to be Filipino, and against a Deontay Wilder who's a black man who happens to be fighting against a white man named Tyson Fury. So that's where the backlash is coming from. So he can't say it's about an op opinion. There are people I know who support Deontay Wilder but still think Tyson Fury is going to win, but they don't have to be disrespectful towards Deontay Wilder. They don't have to call him a sucker. You know, there are people who think Manny Pacquiao has a good chance to beat Earl Spence, but they don't have to sit up here and cap and lie about boxing and say, well, because the guy's flat-footed, he can't win a fight. That's a damn lie. So, and if he's flat-footed, why did he outbox Mikey Garcia? Mikey Garcia was supposed to be a top boxer. Facts. And it's not really that he's flat-footed. The, the brother just believes in keeping his balance and, and, and stand stand on point i forgot what the so, term is but yeah what i want to ask chris colbert is when manny pacquiao fight fought marquez fought morales i have a question have you ever seen errol spence down on the canvas have you ever seen manny pacquiao down on the canvas a couple of times so i've seen several and so when manny pacquiao has been knocked out he's been jumping in he's been off balance He's never been flat-footed. He's never been well-balanced when he got knocked out or knocked down. Errol Spence has been hit with some shots. Got hit with some good shots against Kell Brook. Got hit with some shots against Porter. He got hit with some shots against Danny Garcia. He's been getting hit in shots every fight he's pretty much been in. You know why he's never looked like he's been in trouble about to go down? Because of that flat-footed feature that you're talking about in his game. So it's a mixture of him being able to sit down on his punches, of him also being well-balanced, and that's a feature in his defense, which is why he has such great punch resilience. Talking about You it. would actually do something to learn from that, Mr. Colbert. So now let's just step away from the boxing and let's move forward to what he needs to understand about the larger landscape and about culture. The, saying your people don't support you, here's the thing, your people are the only people who support you. I didn't see a bunch of Mexicans I didn't see a bunch of Filipinos. I didn't see a bunch of Caucasians from the UK in your audience. And you were so, booed when you came out. So trying to pander to other groups never works for a black man because you're still a nigga. You have to understand that. And he doesn't get it yet. But Chris Colbert, unfortunately, is a black man who hasn't had his nigga wake up call. He's in a lower weight class. When he goes to fight a Leo Santa Cruz, who he calls out, now I hope Leo Santa Cruz gives him that fight. Now, his trainer is Mexican. He calls himself an honorary Mexican. Mexican. He, he's spoken ill of other black fighters. Not that he disagrees. That, it's not about his opinion about who's going to win or lose in a fight. It's the way in which he expresses that opinion that's disrespectful. And 
let's see what happens. Does he think the Mexican fans, when he goes to fight Leo Santa Cruz, are going to be on his side? Or do you think the Mexican fans that root for Leo Santa Cruz are going to be looking at Chris Colbert like this nigga? See, he hasn't gotten his wake-up call, but yeah. I'm hoping he's getting exactly what he's asking for. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And then what I want to hear him say is, I want to hear him turn to the Mexican crowd, to the Latinos, because he's Latino. He's from Dominican Republic. He's the black man who's speaking the Spanish. I want to hear him go to them and say, you don't support me. There are tons of Afro-Latinos. There's tons of Latinos. Afro-Caribbean, whatever you want to call Afro- it. Afro-Caribbean, whatever you want to call it. But where, where's the support coming from that community? See, so, but he's targeting who he's targeting. And see, this, that, this is the thing about I have an issue with non-African-Americans or non-Black Americans is they want to pick and choose when they want to be Black and when they don't, but understand they're in this hemisphere in this country. And so I guarantee you when he's booed by the Mexicans, he's eventually going to fight a Latino fighter, mostly a Mexican fighter, one that's not melanated. And he's going to get booed. He's going to get ridiculed. There's going to be chats talking about him being a Black. I guarantee you, they even call him a sellout. Oh, even yeah. though he speaks the language, even though he's, you know, under the Spanish colonial rule, why he speaks Spanish, even though he was born here, he still, because of his Dominican roots, he still feels a lineage to that Spanish, that Latino background. And so, you know, we just got to have a real conversation about history, about Black people, about Latinos, and about Afro-Latinos. And I just think nobody wants to have the real conversation. Facts. I can and guarantee so, you, Chris Colbert, if I drop, hold your thought. I guarantee you if I drop you off in Chicago on the east side, <laughs> where the Mexican <laughs> community is, past mm-hmm. the Black community, yeah, I bet you you get called a pinche mayate if they don't like you. Yeah. You're going to get called a pinche mayate. I got called one in boxing. Yeah. While I was boxing, I got, got I got called a pinche mayate. I didn't even know what it was. And the guy that I was cool with, who was Mexican, let me know what that was. He said, hey, if they ever call you that again, you beat the fuck out of everybody standing right there. Everybody. He said, you don't spare nobody. He said, and I'll stand there with you and I will throw hands. And he told me what he was, what it was after... Mm-hmm. That happened. And the reason why they called me a pinche mayate was because I won. I won the fight. Yeah. And I went on to win a couple, several more fucking fights. But I got called a pinche mayate. Here's a homework lesson for Chris Colbert since he wants to be Mexican. He's Latino, but he specifically wants to be Mexican. The first president of Mexico was black. Facts. The black Facts. man. Um, a huge part of Mexico's history is steeped in black culture. He needs to travel to the southern part, or as we say in the States, the south side of Mexico, and go find out where the Afro-Mexican community is. He needs to ingratiate himself in the culture and in the history and understand who he is. And because he lacks knowledge of who he is, that's why he talked out of side of his neck about Earl Spence and Deontay Wilder. So, you know, I'm going I'm to digress and get away from, from Chris yeah. Colbert because, yeah. you know, he, he needs some help. Yeah, unfortunately, I think he's going to learn the, the hard way. Yeah. Um, 
And that's unfortunate because I like him as a boxer. I think he has some talent. I think he has some potential. And I think he he um he he projects nicely in the division that he's in. Um, and even into 135 in the future. It's just a shame that that's where his head is. And a big part of boxing is mental. And when you when you that mentally messed up about who you are and who your people are, I just don't think you can be successful. Yeah. That's my that, that's just where I stand on it. Yeah. And I guarantee if he keeps that same mentality, no matter what type of boxing ability he has, he will not be successful. Chris Colbert, it's okay for you to have an opinion, even if it's fact. I believe that mm -hmm. Tyson Fury is, is a better boxer, all around uh, better boxer than Deontay Wilder. That's a fact. Me and Jay, I, look, I argued this for a long time with we Jay yeah. and anybody else. I've argued, I've argued this over and over and over again, but the way you do it is careless and callous yeah. and you have to tone yeah. it back, man. You can't, you yeah. can't be down. You can't down fighters. And then the next minute you, you want, you want the same people that you're downing to be supportive support of you. you. Yeah. You, you yeah. can't you do bite that. You hand that feeds you. Correct. Because it's not just the person you talking about. There are people that support him that want to support yeah. you. And you take yeah. the food off your own table. You take food out your own mouth. When you do that, young brother, and you he, this is this is just something that you got to get past. It's 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 a sad situation, and, and it's a little bit shameful for me. But we deal with it so much amongst ourselves because people don't understand where where the le level of love, respect, and, and, and mm -hmm. truth actually comes in. But on to hey, I'm gonna give one. I'm, I'm gonna give one example real quick. I want Chris Cobra to think about this. Go to any other group, Asian Asian community, Latino community the Caucasian community. Tyson Fury's fought some bums who were white. Um, Manny Pacquiao's fought some fighters who weren't the best. I can go down, and, and Latino fighters are fighting each other all the time. You know what you never hear them say? Oh, that guy's a sucker. Oh, he ain't itch. Uh, now they may not like each other and have personal animus, right? But that's over some personal beef. But you ain't got no, you, you, see the thing is, he don't have no personal beef with Earl or Deontay. So then where that hate come from? See, with the other communities, some of them do it better than others. Even when they have personal animus, they deal with it. But take for instance, you got Nonito Donaire and Joel uh, Casimero getting into it. You don't hear either one of them calling the other person a bum or a sucker. Yeah. And so at there has to be a level of respect for your own people and for all people. And I just think he didn't display that. And I think he, uh, I think, you know, he needs to understand if you, you don't see other people talking about their people like that. You got to earn your spot, Pimp. You got to earn yeah, your spot. It ain't that, it ain't that, that people ain't going to show up. It's just that you have to earn your spot. You, you're in the light. And a lot of times there is no quick road to success. My brother, there is no quick yeah. road. Young King, there is no quick road. And if it is a quick road, usually it runs out for people very fast. We've seen what happened to yeah. Mike Tyson. No disrespect to Mike, but after Customato died, we've seen how everything just, just went, went to shit for Mike Tyson. We've seen the rise and fall of Arturo Agati. We've seen so many different guys come and go in the game of boxing. Uh, I, I salute you. I wish you the best in your career, but you have to be aware of who you are what's really deep inside you. You need to understand your history and where you come from a lot more. And if you do, and you still acting like that, 
that, that says uh, another thing about you. But the main reason why we're on this podcast today is to talk about the Bob foolery. Jay, what's up, man? Man, this, this <laughs> Bob Aaron, man. God bless him. So I'm listening. I'm listening to various different YouTube clips. And, you know, I'm on, on Ellie Sackbacks, uh, 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 Ego, yeah, even Dante Foxenich and the Boxing Voice. I'm listening to all of them. And I'm just like, man, we, we barbershop conversations. So big ups to all the people out there producing content for boxing, whether, you know, I agree mm-hmm. with you or not, at least you're mm-hmm. helping to support the sport, move the sport forward. Yeah. No hate ever. But uh, even punch drunk boxing, I don't agree with a lot of things he says. I think he's kind of backwards with a lot of the way he the way he um, he puts things. But at the end of the day, he's trying to support boxing. He has his angle. He's pandering to a certain audience. But there's one there's a consistent thing through all of those platforms is Bob Aram is a fuck boy. <laughs> and what I mean by that, even even the ones who want to defend him. You can say somebody has done a shitty thing and be nice about the way you say it or be angry about the way you say it. But at the end of the day, a shitty thing is a shitty thing. So I'm looking at Bob Aaron and I'm listening to all the cap. You know, we talk about some of the cap when it's like, oh, okay, but Terrence Crawford is going to get the Pacquiao fight, which, okay, lie, cap. Uh, you know, he didn't get it when, you know, Manny was over there. And it's like, okay, well, no, I stopped the fight because I didn't want, I didn't like that fight from that. You know, uh, Terrence Crawford, I lose money on Terrence Crawford and, you know, I can go buy a home in Malibu. All the things that are being said. And I'm just listening even further. And Bob really, really showed his ass on this last clip. I forget who I was, uh, which, which uh, I apologize for who I was watching. I have to go back and do it so I can give the credit. Oh, Bob said, you know, with Josh, what's the best fight out there? It was fight hype. It was fight hype. It was Sean Zatel. And he was like, well, what's the best fight out there for, 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 for Bud? Well, you know, you know, Bob Aaron. Well, you know, I think the next best fight for, 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 for Crawford, you know, is, uh, you know, he didn't want to ask the question. He said, we were looking at Jose Cepeda. There's a bunch of 140 pounds. So that, that's some nonsense to you got a 147 pound guy who has a very thin resume at 147, but you keep trying to feed him 140 pounders. Um, so that, that's you telling us you think he really is a 140 pounder. So that's that's kind of like you're letting us know what you really think about him. Number two, Bob is just like, so Sean's a tell, like, well, that's not what I asked you. That's great. You're telling me what you think the next fight will be for Terrence, but what's the best fight out there for him? So he says, well, the, the best fight that you could possibly make is with Josh Taylor. Errol Spence is not going to fight him. Errol Spence is scared. He'll know he'll lose. And he even said after Pacquiao fight, he's going to move up. So, correction, that's a lie. Errol Spence said once he beats Pacquiao, he wants Bud Crawford next. So He said, it was, he said it was only one fight left for him after yeah, Pacquiao. Yeah. And we yeah. all know that. Yeah. And, that, and yeah. and we all know who that is. He's even said it. He's even said it. And he's even told Alice on the record. I want Bud Crawford. And if I don't Errol get Spence the fight. Has, yeah. Errol Spence has done exactly what he said he was going to do. And I can go show clip after clip after clip from three years ago, four years ago. He said, I want to beat everybody on this, get all the belts on this side, in this promotional company. That's what all but one of the belts are. And then when I'm done, I'm going to go get the other side. Now, 
from Bud's perspective, he's he's pissed because he allowed it to happen by letting Errol be on this side with this promotional company and knowing all the belts and the majority of the competition was over here. He allowed Errol to go through the ringer and accumulate and acquire those belts. Meanwhile, he had an easier over at Top Tank and he got the, you know, what Bob orders belt. Cool. He chose the position that he's in. That was a choice to be in that position. But back to Bob, here comes the cat. If Josh Taylor is the next best fight, Terrence Bud Crawford is the last 140 pound, you know, undisputed junior welterweight. You got the current undisputed junior welterweight and you want to say, hey, now they're going to collide at the next weight class. Why the fuck is Josh Taylor fighting Jack Ketterall? Who wins? Think about this. Who wins an undisputed title in any division and then says, oh, I'm mandated. I have to fight this guy. He's my mandatory. Bullshit. Mm. Bob is selling us bullshit. Um, I think here's where now we really going to find out even more about Bud. So Bud sees the cat. You saying Josh Taylor is my next best fight. Then he doubles down on more disrespect, more fuckboy shit. He says, oh, if the fight, we make the fight over in the UK, that's where we take the fight. We take the fight to the UK. Then I'm thinking like, God damn, bud, he is just pissing on your head. First, he says, I can't make no money off of you. I, could, I lost so much money. I could have bought a home in Malibu. Then he, well, that's secondly. First thing he did was he, he took the Pacquiao fight away from you. Your biggest payday. Well, could have given you the, 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 the lead and alpha position at 147 pounds in fighting Manny Pacquiao. He took that from you and admitted to it. Then he even admitted and put, on, and put out there on video, he says, oh, you losing me money. Then he says, oh, I've taken away the biggest fight you have. I'm not going to get you the next biggest fight because and you okay with that because you got ego and you want leverage. So I'm going to play on your ego with Spence. I can tell you the lies you want to hear as it relates to Spence, and you're going to be good with that. And then he says the next best fight is Josh Taylor, and he does two things. He got you waiting on Josh Taylor. So Josh Taylor gets to go make a money fight over in the U.K. and look good in front of his U.K. fans. Meanwhile, you're going to be here fighting Jose Cepeda? Boy, you know how bad you're going to look fighting that guy? And, 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 and no, no, it, it gets the, the plot thickens. The plot thickens. Then, after you wait for him, while Earl Spence, he, he, so here's the cap, while Earl Spence, or, or, or Manny Pacquiao, let's say on the PBC side, I'm not even going to say either one of them. They win the fight, but especially, specifically Earl. Wins the fight, Earl says I'm coming for Bud, now Bud's going to say what? Out Josh Taylor's the biggest, bigger fight over Earl Spence? Now, anybody with common sense knows Bud Crawford versus Earl is bigger than Bud Crawford versus Josh Taylor. That's a fact. That's a fact. fact. So he's setting up the trap. He's setting up the bullshit. Oh, we got a fight with, with Josh Taylor. You know, the last two, Errol Spence hasn't done that. The last two undisputed at junior welterweight. What the fuck does that have to do with welterweight? Go ask Danny Garcia what he did at 140 pounds and what the fuck that got to do with 147 pounds. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Nothing. So it's cap. It's more cap 
Then it gets worse. Then he disrespects Bud by saying, oh, yeah, you're black. Yeah, you're from Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, you're a champion. Yeah, you're supposed to be pound for pound. Yeah, you own a large, the, the largest network in ESPN. But I'm going to take the fight to the UK because you don't sell. So you're the champion. You're the pound, one of the top pound for pound guys. You're supposed, but I'm going to go make the other guy the A side. So not only is he going to be the A side, but I, I'm, I, and I'm going to make you fight in his backyard. Now, let's look at how, let's study how Bob Aaron moves. Pacquiao, what was Pacquiao's last fight before he left top rank? That was Marquez. Matisse, was that Matisse? Did he do Matisse? I don't know. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn. That was the last fight? Really? Wow. So let's, let's, let's study this. Pacquiao, who was huge in America, obviously huge in, in the Philippines, but he's yeah. huge in America. But you take that fight to Australia? Does that make sense to you? No, that, that was weird. When that fight went to Australia, I was like, oh, they gonna, that's a setup. So let's think about this. Manny's contract was up. He was a free agent. Manny's like, okay, well, there's more competition. There's more money on you over there. So Bob read the tea leaves like, he's, he's my, Manny's probably going to leave. But <laughs> I need that belt. I need my leverage. So he set Manny Pacquiao up over there in Australia. Mm. And he got robbed with Jeff Horn, mm. which retained the WBO, the what Bob orders belt for him. So when Manny left top rank, he left empty-handed. That was by design. Yeah. So now let's look at what's coming up now. Slightly different situation in terms of timing because Bud's contract supposedly expires in October. However, Terrence is the current WBO belt holder. You got Josh Taylor coming up. What does Bud do? Bud, he's trying to give you Cepeda, not even Taylor. Okay, so Bob, Bob thinks so little of you that he's like, I'm going to give this dummy an alley-oop and he's going to take it and he's going to re-sign with me. He's not going to see the clear writing on the wall that I don't think he should. And he will leave and take the belt with him and go over there and put it up against the competition and go for the big paydays and fight the best competition. And I think Bob is cool with that. It's both of their fault. Bob is obviously, you know, all, all capping, a fuckboy, but I'm saying this now, Bud a fuckboy too. Because Bud, Bud sees, I'm tired of everybody protecting Terrence Bud Crawford and, and, and all his handlers. Look, he a grown-ass man, he a fighter. There's no way in the world you can't see what's happening. You know that Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, your Dennis Ugas, um, hell, Jamal James, hell, uh, Jerron Boots Ennis. You know the guys fighting over there on the PBC side. We could even go to the 140 pounds. Your biggest payday will never be on the top ranked side. Does, does Bud Crawford make more money? Let's say if it's 140 pounders, does Bud make more money fighting Mikey Garcia or Josh Taylor? Mikey Garcia. Does Bud That's... make more money fighting even Javante Davis at 140 if that was even happening? Or does he make more money fighting Josh Taylor? Tank Davis. He knows this. Bud is a fuck boy because Bud wants his as protected i am one billion percent you believe that this, that he is a fuck boy 
Wow. And he don't want no comp. And I'm, I'm calling it. Because, bro, how do you see the comp over there? All the belts, all the things of substance and value yeah. are over there. Yeah. And you had, now you have two opportunities to go over there and get that smoke. Meanwhile, on your side, you're being shitted on out in the public. It's not like whispers or rumors or somebody said the horse's mouth. It came out the horse's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But you're willing to steal, take it. You took it. You re you up. Bad move. Now, let's see if he re-ups again. Bro, bro. So now, nah, so 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 to me, he's he's not only way he can unfuck boy himself is if he leaves top rank and he goes where the smoke. When he go, he goes where the smoke because where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. But that's the problem. Bud don't like that fire, bro. Man. And so he so he is a fuck boy. He has been one, but now the only way he can get himself out of that situation is to leave. There's no way in the world Bob Aram is paying him more money than he would make fighting those other guys who are bigger names, bigger draws, better competition, and the belts are over there. Manny Pacquiao, like you said, Manny Pacquiao's uh, contract was up. Uh, It was a setup, right? You went to Australia, you fought. Mm -hmm. To me, I watched that fight. You won the fight, Manny. Manny Pacquiao, you won the fight. He won the fight. You graciously took the loss, and you mm-hmm. left. He didn't say he, he didn't say much. He didn't say much. He didn't say much. When they he did, knew what it was. Yeah, when he when he when he did an interview, he said there are some things that happened that I do not want to discuss. But yeah. the time for me over there is up, and I want to move yeah. forward with my career. Yeah. And After look, that, look that man, yeah. It, he still had yeah. great fights, and he's still been great ever since. Yeah. And, and, and where did he go? He didn't go to MTP. He didn't go to Matchroom. He didn't go hide somewhere else. He went right to PBC. Two reasons. Number one, number one reason is that's why I can make the most money. Like Mayweather said, it's called prize fighting. It's the reason why prize comes before fighting. Go see, go, go for the prize. That's where the prize is. Number two, in order to fight, because man, he's a legend, he's an icon, is because that's where the competition is. The reason why he can make the most money over there is because that's where the comp is. Yeah. That's where the hardware is. So why does Manny Pacquiao do it? Bud Crawford. Work. And for people say, well, man, you just said, be careful how you talk about black people. Now you call him Bud a fuck boy. Here's the thing about us being us as people. We can have a conversation about each other. Me calling him a fuck boy is about the business move, the moves he makes. And it's only because he's claiming to be the victim in the situation. He's claiming everybody's ducking him. He's claiming, well, I should get most of the money. So he, he's a fuckboy because he's insulting my intelligence. Mm. He's mm. insulting my intelligence. Like, okay, so Spence fights the better opposition, the bigger names, the better resume. He's been there longer. He's got more hardware than you got. But you, you got better pay-per-view numbers. He's done more per- more pay-per-views. He did more in one pay-per-view than you did in both your pay-per-views combined. But you deserve 50-50, and you deserve uh, to be the A-side. Why? Why? Because of what you did at 140? Josh, hold on. So same logic. Josh Taylor is the 
undisputed champion, Rain Magazine. That same thing Bud was at 140. If Josh Taylor fights Javante Davis, or if he fights Earl Spence, who's the A-side? Javante Davis. And Earl Spence. And guess what? Josh Taylor would take both of those fights. You know why? Because Josh Taylor not a fuckboy. And he's white. And you're black. And I'm saying it. I'm saying it. And it's not out of disrespect. It's out of respect. Because Bud is too good to be a fuckboy. He's too good. And is, is no, you cannot be that dumb to not see what's happening. And let me tell you how Andre Ward and Timothy Bradley know he a fuckboy. Notice when it was easy to, to have to hide behind that smoke and that mirage, it was all cap. Oh, Earl, Earl Spencer need to do this. Earl Spencer need to do that. You don't hear them niggas saying shit now, do you? Mm-mm. You know why they ain't saying nothing? And when they do say something, they it, it sounds sympathetic, like God damn, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, because they know he made the wrong moves. Yeah. And even Andre Ward said, Well, hey, let's be honest, Earl Spence has made better business decisions. He's he even said it. He said it on the ESPN broadcast. He said it. And so now you got Joe Tessator and all the other fuck boys on ESPN with top rank still lying. But the reason why Bradley and Ward have backed off. Being hold supportive your, of it. Hold your thought. Hold your thought. You got it? Yeah. I was listening to the ESPN uh, broadcast, Joe Tessitore, and I heard what you said, calling us acolytes and sycophants. Fuck you for that. Because that was some yeah. bullshit. We know what you yeah. were doing. And if it wasn't for the very people you work for, you wouldn't have a job. After, the, you, after you got fired, you were fired from ESPN. And you went back crying yeah. for a job. Cut the bullshit, yeah. bro. Cut the bullshit. Yeah. Ain't nobody a sycophant. Ain't nobody no acolyte. Deontay Wilder decided not to be in front of mainstream media, old media. You guys, to him, give him a bad portrayal. You guys make up lies to, st- to, t- to sell stories. And he don't want to yeah. deal with it. So what did he do? He went to the actual people he considered media. He went to his fan base. He went to the people that are in the streets that are actually putting in on work. So fuck y'all. Anyway, go ahead. So back to what we're saying. And, you know, and yeah, fuck Joe Tessitore. And I said it. And fuck all of them on the ESPN broadcast. And I'm going to say why I'm saying that. Because they want to call Bud Crawford pound for pound. And he's the best, blah, 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 blah. But you're gauged by your competition. No, There's nobody Bud Crawford has fought that's better than Sean Porter and Danny Garcia. Anybody who's on Bud's resume, Sean Porter and Danny Garcia smokes them. Has Bud fought? Danny Garcia or Sean Porter? No, he hasn't. These are facts. And see, the problem I have with Bob Aram and ESPN, the people who work over ESPN, and I have a problem with Bud is they are allergic to facts. So there's no way you're going to tell me that Mean Machine and a Kell Brook who hadn't fought at 147, I don't know how many fights, not even battered and beaten down. To and uh, Jose Benavidez Jr., who's coming off of being shot, you know, got shot in the leg and fighting on one In the leg. fucking knee, man. In the knee. Um, uh, and, and, and I mean, I can keep going. And, and, and Jeff Horn, who, who Rob got, who, who, who did more MMA than he did boxing against Manny Pacquiao. Great and Pacquiao still height. won the fight and got cheated. You really don't have that WBO belt. Because Manny got robbed. 
if you really, if we want to keep it all the way real, Manny Pacquiao is the lineal WBO, WBA, and lineal WBC welterweight champion of the world. Never lost. So people it. say, people say, well, man, well, lineal, what do you mean? Jeff Horn didn't beat him. So he should have still had the WBO belt. Well, how is he the WBC? Keith Thurman did not get beat to lose WBC. It got stripped from him due to inactivities through so-called injuries. Keith Thurman's another fuck boy. We'll do another separate, separate one on him. Yeah. And, 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 and so then, and so then that means Manny beat the man who had it. Manny beat Keith Thurman, which means he had the WBO already because he didn't lose the horn. And that means he beat Keith Thurman, who was the unified WBA. I mean, the unified, yeah, unified WBA and WBC champion. So from a lineal perspective, Manny Pacquiao, in terms of beating the man that had the belt, belts, Manny Pacquiao is the lineal champion of those three sanctioning bodies. And Earl Spence beat Kell Brook. So he's the real, the lineal champion when it comes to the IBF. IBF, yes. yes. Okay, these are facts. This is not to be disputed. And I'm sick of Bud Crawford and all his supporters. And I'm sick of Top Tank. And I'm sick of ESPN lying. He's heard this from everybody. We know where the smoke is. Why will you not go toward the smoke? You know what a fireman does? If you're a fireman and there's a fire, do you see fire trucks and firemen running to the smoke or away from the smoke? They go they run to, to it. it. So if you're a fighter, here's why I say, if you're a fighter, do you run towards the fight or away from the fight? As See, a fighter, you're supposed a, to run to it. Bud is running away from the fight, not towards it. And that's why I stand on that. And so people can feel how they want to feel. I'm not being disrespectful. Because if I thought Bud was a bum, I wouldn't even be making this argument. Because he'd be like, okay, well, he's weak anyway. So yeah, we, we, would, we would just say, yo, he's a bum. But it's the, yeah, fact yeah. That, it's the fact that you're talented, but these moves that are being made in front of us they they're very questionable and we're looking at it like do y'all really think we stupid it tells me it tells me that he don't believe in his own abilities and talent is what it tells he don't he don't believe in himself imagine if okay you got tom brady imagine you got an nfl schedule and you got the sucky teams and tom brady always plays those games get the against the sucky defense but whenever there's a top 10 rated defense tom brady says oh i'm hurt sore rib I'm a scratch. I can't play. Yeah. Yeah. What would people, what would people say? Would he be the GOAT? Would he be a Super Bowl champion? No, he would not. He goes and he plays and he plays quarterback against every defense, against every team, regardless of where they're ranked. The whole so, purpose of competition yeah. is for the best to play the best. I, yeah. I, I swear I see it in, in soccer, AKA football. I swear I see it in basketball, football, tennis, Golf and yeah. every other fucking sport or leisurely hobby that people do. You do do it to compete. You do want to be the best. I don't yeah, so, see yeah. a Michael Jordan, a Kobe, a Shaq stepping on it and just saying, it's okay for me to get 60 and lose. And, and here's the thing. People can say, well, you don't know boxing. I don't have to know shit about boxing. I'm a fan and I spend my money. The reason why Bud Crawford has millions of dollars is because ESPN pays him. The reason why ESPN is able to pay them because they have viewership. So for all the people out there like Bomac and all the other niggas who don't know shit, who want to talk shit, fuck you. Because it's our, as fans, as people who support the sport, 
who believe in Bud and this, his this talent. Is any, right. This is any product. Let's take McDonald's. What if people just said, you know what? We don't like the name Big Mac. You think McDonald's going to keep it? Or you think they, what do you think they're going to do? See, what y'all don't understand is you're selling a product. And so that's called supply demand. Nice. The reason why Bud loses Bob their money is because there's no demand. There's no demand. And you know why there's no demand? Because he ain't fighting no comp. Right. And when you think about that, you and go, And he ain't damn. got no supply. He has right. no supply. When you think about it, you go, damn, who has he fought at 147? Nobody. Oh, on a PBC side, all those guys are fighting. Yes. Everybody's He's fought. It's, a, it's, been a, it's been a round robin over at PBC this it's entire time. It's only two people time. who haven't fought each other, and that's Keith Thurman and Earl Spence, and we know why. Yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah. And so, damn. I mean, and the reason why I'm upset and I'm coming at Bud like this is because he had. I see the talent. He passes the eye test. He's always in shape. He lives his life the right way. He's a great family man. He's great for his community. I think he's a good dude. And it's like, bruh, I know you see that. You don't want that? Do you think he, Do you think it could be naivety or that Bob no, Aaron? It's not, no. Like, no, you, it's, you don't no. think it could be a mental thing? Or no. you just think he just nope. out here on some bullshit? Nope, nope. I think he out here on some bullshit. Mm. I think he's like, okay. I think, again, he's risk-averted is what he is. He's risk-averted. He's looking at risk-reward. I'm going to get this guaranteed $3, 4000000 million a fight, fighting bombs on top tank. And I got a whole Bob with a whole network that's going to cap for me, making it seem like I'm doing something that I'm really not. So from a PR perspective, I still got people holding me down. You know what? If we or, gonna do that, if we gonna yeah. do that, we got to we got to blame Timothy Bradley too, then because he he he's a yeah. part of this problem. Yeah. Well, T- Timothy Bradley and Andre Ward are a part of the problem because yeah. they're former they're former boxers and champions, and I get it that they're getting paid by ESPN, but they're both cheating the game. Tim Bradley, you had some very hard fights, man. You didn't have to take that Ruslan Provodnikov fight. You didn't have to fight Manny Pacquiao two or three times. Huh? You you ain't have to yeah. do that. You didn't have to do that. You fought Juan Manuel Marquez, who everybody said was an elite fighter, an elite boxer, who I believe was gonna uh, outbox you that whole fight. You took that after the Ruslan Provodnikov fight, didn't you? That's competition, so, my guy. Here's the other thing I think Bud got to realize: if you're watching fights, who's making? And again, people, oh, you. You probably LDBC. No, hold I'm on. Not. Oh, you, hold on, oh, you hold in the tank for Al? No, I'm not. Oh, you in the tank for No, we're not Who's capping. producing the best cards? Who's producing the best fighting cards? Absolutely. They just are, PBC. Yeah. It's the best competition. Andre so Ward. Andre Ward, didn't they force you out of 160, 168, so you could avoid Triple G Golovkin? Uh, so Triple G could avoid him, yeah. Yeah. And they tried to feed him to Kovalev. And fed you to Kovalev because they were hoping – that Kovalev beat the fuck out of you and get you out the way. Yeah. That's a fact. And you went in there the first fight, but you won it. In the second fight, you put that man out. And he been he been shattered ever since then. And yeah. And and the other reason why Bud can do this, bro, is he's getting support from guys who who really are and should be OGs. Absolutely. Like Andre Ward is OG. 
Absolutely. Um, and he even got easy, actually, SOG. It was, you know, Son of God is what he was. But let's stick to the OG part. He OG. Timmy Bradley OG. Roy Jones Jr. is an OG. Super OG. All of them. Now, I give it credit. Ward has said it. Yeah, Spence got a better resume. But, bro, don't say it so quietly. Like, I don't understand how these niggas ain't more real, man. Like, I get you one for ESPN. But, we again, what you guys got to understand is the company line don't mean shit if we're the ones who are buying everything. Yeah. I have an ESPN subscription. The way it works is you're supposed to tell me what the truth is or have enough respect for me that I understand what I'm looking at. So I feel disrespected by Roy Jones Jr. I feel, and they may, they may not even give a fuck. And I get they don't. But here's the thing, fuck them. That's why I, don't, I have a lack of respect for them as analysts and people who are telling the truth about this situation. For Roy Jones Jr. to say, Errol Spence ain't fault nobody. Really? So who the hell is Bud fault? And, 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 Question mark. Question here's mark. more cap. Here's more cap. If he fought somebody like a Sean Porter, he fights Sean Porter. He beats Sean Porter. Oh, but he still ain't fought nobody. Oh, he ain't fought, fought Sean Porter. Okay. Has Sean Porter been calling out Bud Crawford? Has yeah. Sean Porter been trying to get that fight? How come you guys aren't on Bud? Timothy Bradley, Andre Ward, Roy Jones Jr. have said absolutely nothing about the fact that Sean Porter has been calling out Bud Crawford. Look, we, and his, yeah. we know y'all friends. We, we know all you guys are associated with, you, with each other. Some are closer as friends and brothers than just being acquaintances. But it got to come a time, man, when y'all just keep it real. I, I understand that y'all are trying to protect certain people and their image and everything. But just be fucking honest. Like, we know what's up. We looking right at it. We can see it. What Kevin Hart say, nigga, I see you. I'm looking right yeah. at you. No, Cat, Cat Williams. I'm looking right yeah. at you. I'm looking at you. I'm looking right at you. And y'all sitting there saying this man is doing this. Oh, this guy has a better resume. How? 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 Every Everybody that you need to fight is over on PBC. And it, what's, it, the, I feel, yeah. what's the like, best name? What, what's the best name? Or, 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 or what's the best name? Yeah, we talked about the most accomplished fighter you fought was Yuri Ortiz Gamboa. In terms of accomplishment. But that was at it, 140, it, though, right, bro. It, right, right. That was at, what, 135, I think. Whatever. Whatever, was, yeah. So, yeah. Right, but so who's, who's the best name he's fought at 147? Kilbrook. Like, really? Man, and no like, disrespect like, to Kilbrook. Really? No disrespect no, it's to no disrespect. But, but here's my thing. He didn't, fall kill, he didn't fight Kilbrook when Earl fought him. He fought the diminished Kilbrook, and everybody knows that. Yeah. So it's just like, but that's the best name that he's got. And then from the eye test, nobody's like Kell Brooks. Elite. He's, he's ranked in the top. What Name me a top five or top ten ranked welterweight that Crawford has fought. Name Kell me Brooks definitely any, wasn't a, yeah. Name yeah. me anybody on Bud's resume at welterweight that Sean Porter or Danny Garcia couldn't be. And that's not for you. That's just for people who are listening. Yeah. Name me any yeah. fighter at welterweight on Bud Crawford's resume 
that Danny Garcia or or Sean Porter couldn't beat. Sean Porter, Sean Porter did lose to Kell Brook, but yes. I, I think if they were to do that again, Sean will go out. Porter win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not on that. Let's. Yeah, I can even throw Mikey Garcia in there. Mikey Garcia smokes most of those guys. Mikey Garcia. That's... If Mikey Garcia wouldn't have got into it with Bob Aram and had that contract dispute, the whole undisputed thing that T that Bud did, Mikey Garcia could have did the same thing. Hey, hey, Bud, that don't go off. Mikey Garcia said he has a problem with Bob Aram. Pacquiao had a problem with Bob Aram. We we done this already so many times. Floyd had a problem with 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 Bob Arum. All these guys had a problem. Listen, it's it's bad, man. It, it's bad. It's, it's, bad. it's bad. And it's like you got to know what a position is. So look, Shakur, Shakur signed with top rank, but guess what? At that weight class, the majority of the comp and hardware is over at top ten. So I can, it makes sense. Shakur can make better fights that mean something in his weight division over at top rank. And I, let me tell you something about Shakur Stevenson, because he's a competitor. The moment that the competition is somewhere else and Bob Aaron doesn't make that fight, Shakur Stevenson going to be gone. Shakur, I hope you leave. I hope you leave. The moment no, it starts, the moment it starts becoming fuckery, jump ship. The moment he's going to be gone. The moment. Now, I, I'm going to drop something else because we talk again, this is about. Bob, and I'm going to come back to the other group. I'm going to come back to the Jose's, as you call them. Because um, it's some of that, too. Especially with Roy. But when we look at what Bob is saying, look, listen to what he got. Listen to what he says. You got to listen to Bob. You got to listen. Oh, what about Devin Haney and Tiafimo? Oh, well, you know, uh, you got to talk to Eddie Hearn 60 days, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you got to do all this. You got to do all that. You get Eddie Hearn, blah, blah, blah. But what about, what about Lomachenko and, and, and Devin Haney? Oh, yeah, we can make that fight. Yeah, I think that's a good fight. So how was it that Eddie Hearn and Matchroom was a problem when it came to Teo, but it's not the problem when it comes to Lomachenko? Hmm. See, so we see what Bob does. The more melanated you are, the more he fucks with your money. Well, the, let me hold your thought. Hold your thought. Let me tap in. Real quickly, I'm just going to say this for everybody that's listening. There is an interview, if it's not pulled off the internet, that you can go back and listen to, and you can hear Bob Arum talking about black fighters. And he specifically said, if you go anywhere in the world and ask a white man to throw his jab, (laughs) show me a jab, you will see how bad he throws it. He said, if you go anywhere in the world or in that same area and you ask a black man to do it, he will throw it damn near perfectly. He said he keeps his fighters away from black fighters for a reason, because he knows that they are the best at what they do. Bob Arum said that. Yeah, the, the, not, the ones at the yeah, the ones when, at the elite level. Right? Yes. What's it called? The, 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 no, the NBF list? Yes, he has a uh, no black NB, yeah, no black fighters. Yeah, no black fighters. No yeah. black fighters list. They will yeah, not yeah, fight yeah, these fighters, yes. He has an elite Which is now currently list. called the coincidental list. Yeah, it's called the coincidental yeah. list. He, so, has yeah. a, he has a list of guys that he will not fight. He will not put his best prospects or best elite fighters against because the black guys will knock them off. But Crawford, you are an elite fighter. But the reason why you're not getting fights 
is because it's a 50-50 chance that he'll lose that belt. He cares more about that belt than he does than you. about you. And that's exactly. just a fact, bro. That's facts. That's facts. So much to the point that if he will take down and be okay with the great Manny Pacquiao being cheated, I don't hear Bob Hiram going up in an uproar over Jeff Horn of, of Manny Pacquiao being cheated. Nope. Why would Bob Aaron make that fight in Australia anyway? There's no way in the world Manny Pacquiao made more money in Australia than he can make here in the States. So it wasn't, it wasn't a financial thing. That was a setup. And so at the end of the day, Bob Aaron is yeah. a paper gangster. Go ahead. Bob yeah. Aaron is he, a paper gangster. Yeah, you just gangster. said it. He's a, he's a paper gangster, bro. And so, um, and I, I don't know, I mean, for him to have so many examples in front of him that happened in the recent, that happened in the past and are actually currently happening, and for him to still have the attitude that he has, it's, it's bad. And the thing is, that type of thing permeates throughout the camp. And I think that's going to dismantle their whole thing. Like, you know, I think people, that's just bad energy over there. Look what happened to Rob Brandt. You know, when you do so much capping like Bomac and you lying to yourself, you know, then your shit comes up short. And I think yeah. you're going to see more people from their camp come up short. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't walk around with that type of energy and that type of bullshit and think you're going to do some legit things in this game here when it comes to being inside those ropes. So it catches up with you. Um, you know, look at Derrick James getting in shape, getting in, being in there, really being involved with the fighters, and look at Bomac. Like he ate a whole fucking family. <laughs> Salute so to Derrick James because he still keeps yeah. in shape. Salute to Derrick James. Being, I'm just being real, man. Like all these guys there at the center – but it's nonsense, and they all okay with it. And I got to, as a black man, I have a problem with that. Now, that's Bud's business, and that's fine. I wouldn't say anything. But where, where it crosses my path is when I'm the consumer, and then you, it's you plus your whole apparatus trying to bullshit me. And sell me fights. You're trying to bullshit me. Anyway, but don't watch. Okay, I don't watch. But I here's won. the thing, though. If I see bullshit, I'm going to call it out. And right. so, because now I'm in the business of talking about boxing because I want to support boxing. I want to see it get better. And, you know, we're building a platform here. Now I, I have an obligation. And if I see BS on the PBC side, I'll say something. I, wherever I see BS, I'm going to call it out. You know, yeah, if Floyd doesn't match, if Lomachenko is ready to fight tank and Floyd and the money's right and Floyd don't make that fight I'm gonna say something about Floyd I'm gonna say something about PBC for not man, making man, that fight listen, but if, guess what guess guess what that fight is that if, if the money's right that fight's gonna happen I don't even think it's about the money well they will make it about the money but yeah. that fight sells that fight is going yeah. to sell yeah yeah that fight is going to people yeah. are going to line up to see Tank Davis and, yeah. against Lomachenko. Like, people are yeah. going to line up for that fight. And what people don't understand about Floyd with all the hate is, by saying we're only going to be over here, he's building the market. He's building the demand. See, people got to understand Floyd's marketing strategy. His marketing strategy is you actually win more leveraging hate than you do love. Hate, hate always spends money. Love spends money most of the time. Yeah. Hate always spends money. Yeah. The reason why Floyd became huge is because there was more people watching, buying his pay-per-views to watch him lose, to watch him lose than it was to watch him win. 
Even his so, own yeah. people were Even tuning in people. to watch him right. lose because he was throwing money and driving expensive yeah. cars. He was doing everything that you motherfucking niggas hate. See, I fuck with Floyd because he's a thinking person and it's all psychological. So look at the psychological, and, and the old media just takes the bait. Oh, Floyd's here. Uh, he's going to get in the way. Uh, no, he's not. No, he's not. And when those fights do happen, and they will, you know, supposedly Ryan Garth, King Ryan wants to get back in the game. And so how did that fight get made? Floyd's saying, okay, let's make the fight. Let's make the fight. People say, well, he's saying Josh Taylor don't bring nothing to the table. Well, to them, yeah, we know he brings the hardware. But again, it's prize fighting. They want to see Josh Taylor up his stat. They feel that Josh Taylor could do a couple more things to up his value to make the pot bigger. Yes. Floyd is about the prize fighting. So if this is his mentality when he was a fighter, what you think his mentality is going to be as a promoter? It's the same thing. He's not saying never. No, no. He never said never. He never said no. He's just saying not right now because the pot isn't big enough. Now with Ryan Garcia, they made an assessment. They don't think Ryan Garcia is long, will be lasting long in this game. So they figure, yeah, we'll take a Ryan fight because we know he ain't, he ain't, he ain't gonna go through, he ain't gonna make it through the gauntlet. Somebody gonna knock him off, and then once he gets knocked off, his value's gone. And, so and, we and, want and, to max out on his value right now. Right away. ASAP. Right away. Let's get Ryan ASAP. Garcia out the way yeah. right away. Yeah, he's not gonna be worth any more now, any more later than he is right now. Because odds are when we look at Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney beats him, Tao beats him, everybody, a lot of people, but Javier Fortuna may beat him. Okay, then not maybe. where's the value? Ain't no yeah, maybe. Then, 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 right, then, then where's the value there? So they're like, while well, he's hot and he's got all the social media following, and people think he's this killer boxer. Let's go ahead and take that fight now because that's it's, the most money can be made with him right now. What they're saying about Josh Taylor is the most they believe Josh Taylor is actually a skilled fighter. They believe Josh Taylor could get some more names in his resume. What if what if Josh Taylor was coming up to 147 and Bud was stupid enough to resign and set himself up and Josh Taylor somehow defeated Bud Crawford? Oh, damn, that really elevates Josh Taylor's status. Do you think Absolutely. Josh Taylor pretends Crawford is worth more, or do you think Josh Taylor? Post defeating Bud Crawford is worth more. Post. It's chess. It's chess, not checkers. And you fools keep it all fluid, all, all your panties in a bunch. Meanwhile, this guy is winning and they're getting a bigger pot of money. So it's like understand the business side of it. He's just saying not right now based on how he assesses other fighters. And when he was a fighter, he assessed guys and made the decision on when to fight them. What, why, why don't you think he's going to do the same thing for a guy that he's managing and promoting? Use your fucking head. Think. So, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see. With Tao, it's like, yeah, we'll take him. He kind of suspects. Something up with him. But, he, you know, we're not, we not going to call for that right this second. We think he can get a couple more names in his resume and, and raise his value up before we go get him. At the end of the day, he views Tank. that when People don't understand what he means by this. Tank to the face of box. And unlike Canelo Alvarez, they're doing it better than Canelo Alvarez because Floyd understands the holistic value. Canelo just understands Mexican value and the value of I am victorious, I make my people feel good. Floyd's business model is different. Is my guy's valuable. I built him up to be valuable. But if we add another item of value to this, 
it's even bigger. Yes. That's business. He don't devalue people. Oh, King, oh, he got a, he, I'm talking Ryan Garcia. he got pictures hugging Ryan Garcia. Oh man, this left hook, oh, he's fast. Oh, he's Oscar's protege. Oh, oh, he's this. Oh, look, he got all these social media followers. Hyping them up, hyping them up. Okay, now Tank, go get that. E. Tank, go e. get that. Yeah, Josh Taylor, go beat to Bud Crawford. And, 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 and they can make a super fight and then make him come back down to 140. I guarantee you Tank takes that fight. I guarantee you Tank takes that fight. So it's about the other guy. What, where does, what is your value that you bring to the table? That's what Leonard Ellaby means by he don't bring nothing to the table. Yeah, he got the belts. But let's be honest, Tank's main division, he could operate in multiple divisions. It's not about getting all the belts at 140. The belts are great, but it's like the money's first. So point in case, let's look at Earl Spence. At the moment, your Dennis Ugas had the super title. But Manny Pacquiao said, I want to fight you. What would people think? Would, would it be a bad business decision <laughs> for Earl Spence to say, well, Manny, you don't have a WBA belt right now, so I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to go ahead and fight your Dennis Ugas. Earl would be a damn fool. Supreme. Supremely. And see what I'm saying? So nobody's complaining that he's fighting, fighting Pacquiao. Oh, because Pacquiao's a legend icon. Yeah, that's all. You get caught up in all that verbiage. No. It's smart to fight Pacquiao. Secondly, because he's an icon and he's a legend and what he's done in the that's past tense. But it's because that's the biggest payday. That's the biggest prize. Prize fighting. Prize fighting. To anybody listening, if you wanted to make money, would you rather fight your Dennis Ugas or would you rather fight Manny Pacquiao? Just based on those fighters, you ain't, you don't have to go through all the act. Well, yeah, go through all the accolades right now of the fighters you would like to fight. Who do you think you would get the biggest payday for? You, you're a Dennis Ugas over Manny Pacquiao. I'm, I'm going to give you two examples of how the prize dictates everything else. I'm going to give you two examples. One with Earl Spence and Pacquiao and one with Canelo Alvarez and Callum Smith. Callum Smith had, I think, the WBO or WBA super middleweight belt. And that was it. I think Canelo may have, Canelo had one maybe or maybe none. But he went to challenge Callum Smith for that belt. But the WBC, just go ahead and put that vacant belt up in that fight. Neither one of them ranked in the WBC. Neither one of them had rights. David Benavidez lost that belt on the scale. So he should have been fighting the next, the next rank down in the WBC for that belt again, just like he did after the first time he lost it. But because Canelo is the bigger, biggest prize, Jose Suleiman said, oh, no, we're going to put the belt up over here because this is what a big, the, the belt followed the prize. And that's how Canelo became unified super middleweight champion. That's how he got the WBC. He didn't beat the man that had the WBC. It was given to him because he's the prize. He is now, the prize. He is the prize. Now, let's go to Errol Spence, Manny Pacquiao. WBA, first ever sanctioning body, first ever belt in boxing. We back out. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so now they, they try to be hard and say, oh, no, you know, no, we're going to keep it in the Ugas. We go, you know, he's a recess champion. And then you got the IBF and the WBC like, bruh, we about to eat. These sanctioning fees 
they they looking awfully crispy over here. And then Ring Magazine saying, oh, it's a lot of money in this fight too. We get to make some money. Oh, we're going to throw our Ring Magazine belt there. Guess who the last person to hold that belt was? Floyd Mayweather. Now the WBA, back out petitions, now the WBA. Oh, well, maybe we should reconsider reinstating Manny Pacquiao. This that is video, a that video is a argument. $200 million fight. That lineal argument is quite persuasive. They know it was lineal when they said no the first time. What persuaded them was the prize. Absolutely. The reality of the prize has come into form. And now the WBA says, hmm. they looked at each other like, we need to get in on a piece of this. Do we want Fords or Ferraris? And right. so they decide they wanted Ferraris. So yeah. Manny Pacquiao will be reinstated, as well he should, because your Dennis Ugas didn't beat anybody. And Manny didn't give up the belt. He was called champion in recess. It's different. See, Loma gave up the belt. That's how Devin Haney got it. So you become franchise to Doug Devin Haney, because Devin Haney was next up in line. That's different. So at the end of the day, man, people have to see what it is and understand. Quit getting your panties a bunch over Floyd because Floyd is about the business. He's about prize fighting. And you look at Javante Davis. There's a lot of other guys who should be really big in pay-per-view, but they don't make the right business decisions. Bud Crawford should be a pay-per-view superstar. Absolutely. But he is not because of very, very poor business decisions. Yeah. Because he, the focus was not on the prize. And then secondly, that's 1A. 1B, the focus is not on the competition. Generally, what makes you elevate your prize is by defeating superior competition. Yes. That's how you get the rep. Yes. So, and you got to take risk. You got to take chances. So takes prize goes up. Not because Barrios is a world beater, but because Barrios is a regular champion. He's underneath the super champion, who's Josh Taylor, who's undisputed at 140. But he is known to be a solid fighter, a good fighter who can box, who has beaten some solid competition, and who is big in a division that Tank Davis had to move up two weight classes. So Tank took a chance. So let's ask ourselves, when's the last time Terrence Bud Crawford took a chance. When's the last time Canelo Alvarez has taken a chance? Well, what about your office? What do you think it is? You go flip a Ferrari over and go fight Danny Garcia and tell me if that's a chance. And be 70% when you go into the fight. Earl Spence took a chance. He could have fought another Carlos Ocampo and nobody would have said anything. Fighting Sean Porter in a dog fight is a chance. But, but who was Danny Garcia? Well, who was Terrence Crawford? Danny Garcia's former unified, unified uh, junior welterweight champion. His resume at 140 better than Bud Crawford's. Facts. So don't downplay Danny to make Bud look better. That's a chance. When was Bud's last chance? See, that's how I judge fighters. What chances are you taking? So when I look at Bud Crawford's career, he has taken zero chances. You got to dare to be great. You have to dare to be great. That's what Muhammad Ali said. I think everybody is following that model yeah. or is supposed to follow that model. Yeah. Um, I salute and real quick, I salute K.O. Brook because he dared to be great when he stepped up and tried to fight Golovkin. Triple G. 
He he did that. And, and, and he and he also took a chance after that fighting Errol Spence, who was a young, hungry beast. He could have said, "Granted, Errol Spence was next up. He couldn't try to play politics." He did. That. No, he tried. Oh, he oh he ducked. He ducked. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he ducked. Now, but but he could have not taken that fight. He could have said, "You know what? I'm gonna move up and wait." It's hard for me to make the way. He he could have come up with other excuses, but he fought Earl Spence. No, he so had more respect. He had. So I got to more fight. respect for Kell Brook. No, but he he, he had to fight, bro. If you go back and look, he had yeah, to yeah. fight. He had to fight Earl. He had to fight him. He, he had to fight him if he wanted to keep the belt and be relevant in 147. He could have ducked him and left the division, but he didn't. Because he he want to smoke that was up at the next level. No, no, so, it wasn't that. It was the fact that everybody <laughs> said if you give up that belt, we know why you gave up up the belt. Well, they know, but but still give him credit for saying, okay, man, if I do this, if I do X, people gonna know I'm Y. Yeah. Look at Bud Crawford. He's still re-signing with top rank. So we should say all the hardware is over here. Everybody's saying it this time. If you want to have the biggest money fights show you the best, prove you the best, then you're going to need to do X. You got to do it. In order to get Y. So, let's see if Bud Crawford for the second time around does X. And there's no excuses because Bob Aaron is telling you, I'm not willing to do that. So, if you're working with somebody who's not willing to do something, what do you do? Do you stay? If you're doing business with somebody, if you're not doing business, and you're like, Jamie, man, uh, PBC, Fox, hit, hit me up saying they like our, they, 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 you know, they want to do a simulcast for us. They, they like our podcast. They like what we're doing. And I'm like, no, man. No, man. I don't, you know, oh, man, Fox, this is, that's a big network. I don't want to do it. Should you stay in business with me? Depends on what's going on because. Well, it depends on what's going on, but you know what I mean. Like if it was yeah. a legit opportunity yeah. to make some room, to make, again, we're in business to make money. Yeah. And you made this a good, again, no ethics being violated. Yeah. And you're able to make really good money. But if I'm in the way of us going to be able to make some really good money, and it's ethical. I will, I will move forward. That's my point. Forward. So what I'm asking Bud Crawford is, why won't he move forward? Why does he stay where he's at? And so at first, it was like, okay, maybe he's naive. Yeah, you give him all these passes. But at this point, at damn near 33 years old, being with top rank for as long as he's been with top rank, man, there, there's, no, no, there's no naivete there, bro. He knows what it is. Yeah. And let me say this for people who that's listening. I used to do music on a rap side. So I know once they start reaching out to you, that's a sign that you're doing the right thing. So you have to just keep going and explore different avenues. There are different ways to make money without getting into the bed with certain uh, entities. But this uh, Bob Arum, the Bob father, is a paper soldier. He's been doing this for 50 years, maybe more. He's he knows what he's doing with these fighters. He knows how the hustle goes. He knows how to swindle. He knows how to keep you in line. And a lot of guys get well, not a lot, but the top guys have gotten frustrated with Bob. They have been they know they they know they're being hustled. They know they're being uh, swindled. And after being treated a certain way. They get tired of it and they leave. Again, we've done this over and over again. Manny Pacquiao has left. Floyd Mayweather has left. Miguel Cotto has left. The majority of his big name fighters have always left Bob Arum. 
not because they thought less of Bob Aaron. Well, not because they thought the best of Bob Aaron, but because they thought the less of him. How do I stay over here and make the money that I know I can make? And you won't let me. And Terrence Crawford, you are now in the same situation. As Jay said earlier, this is twice for you. If you re-sign with this guy again, that says a lot about you and your character, man. And, and I can no longer call it, I can no longer call it Stockholm syndrome if you do it again. For those who don't know what Stockholm syndrome is, let's just say you work for a company and they talk shit about you and they say negative things about you and they barely even let you take a lunch, but you still stay. And you say, oh, it's a good company to work for. How? You get paid less than other companies. You can't take a lunch break. You don't have the proper vacation days or the uh, paternity leave to take care of your kids. How do you stay? You stay because you're just comfortable with accepting crumbs from somebody who doesn't really care about you as they continue to talk dirty about you. And they know it, but you don't get it. And, And so a guy like a Floyd Mayweather who realizes his worth says, well, I'll take a chance on myself and I'll, I'll prove myself to, the, to, to you, to myself in the world that I am the best fighter. The same thing that Manny Pacquiao does after he was swindled and hustled out of that WBO belt. The same thing yeah. that uh, Miguel Cotto did after he realized that the contracts weren't right and it was best that he leave. There are so yeah. many fighters that have left. And, and I salute Manny Pacquiao again for doing it in a disciplined Focus and determined way. Professional. Very professional. professional. Very, very, absolutely. 100% professional yeah. way of just saying there was some things wrong with the way I was treated at top rank and I left. He didn't say he was yeah. a piece of shit. He didn't dog him out. He could have, and a lot of people yeah. would just backed him. But a smart moving business. He didn't burn any bridges. He didn't burn any right? bridges. He didn't, he didn't burn, burn any, any bridges. bridges. And so you know what he really thinks about what he doesn't say. He don't talk about Bob. So, and we know why. And, you know, for all the other haters out there, and there's some of our people too, they want to liken Al Heyman to Bob Arum and Eddie Hearn. Again, I'm about to spit facts. What big fight has Al Heyman stopped? I'll wait. Now, Here's where, here's why you people always say, well, man, why do all these fighters say Al Heyman? Why does Errol always say thanks to Al Heyman? Why does Mayfloyd Floyd say thanks to Al Heyman? You know why? Because they all are aligned on one thing, prize fighting. See, the reason, and let's think about this, brands have an identity. PBC's identity is prize fighting. As long as the prize is there, Al is willing to consult his fighters to make those fights. Let me give you a prime example. People try to be in front when they, they want to play, you know, Kumbaya, well, top ranked Bob Arum, worked with, worked with uh, Al Heyman to do Wilder Fury uh, so he could do Crawford Spence. So what's the difference between those two? The difference is Bob Arum was cool for two reasons to make Wilder Fury. The number one reason was not the prize. The number one reason was he felt Tyson Fury could win and was going to win. The number two reason was, oh, great, we make a whole bunch of money, too. Great. Let's look at Terrence Crawford. Bigger money fight. 
Earl Spence, hell, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman. But, yeah, hell, even your Dennis Ugas or Danny Jose Garcia. Zapata. Or Danny Garcia or what? Or Jose Zapata. Or a washed up Carol Brook. Or Igas Kalvinaskis. See, Bob is not focused on the prize. Bob is always calculating, just like Eddie Hearn. Can my guy win? So to me, that's the identity of those promotional companies. And I think fighters know that. Fighters know, I can come over here and hide. They're not going to make the fights that they think I can lose. Or if I'm a Callum Smith and I'm willing to lose, we can have a real conversation and say, Callum, you're going to lose to Canelo. However, you're going to make more money this fight then you can move fighting up. five fights, and then you can move up. And so Callum Smith, with a shortened training camp, and with the biggest payday he'll ever see. A three-week training camp. Three weeks. No. It had to be three weeks. It had exactly. to be. So Eddie Hearn was cool snaking him, but Callum Smith was okay with the snaking. So the fight was made. And the reason why Canelo Alvarez works with Eddie Hearn is he knows Eddie Hearn is willing to snake his own. You know what Al Heyman is different? You don't see that happening with no PBC fighters with should Canelo be trying to pull. Have you seen Canelo pull a three-week bullshit on a PBC fight? No, because Al does not put his fighters in bad positions. See, Eddie Hearn will feed his guys. He's even more of a snake. He'll feed his guys. Now, they might have a real conversation about, hey, but it's more the most money you'll make. But to me, I don't care what Callum Smith does if he moves up. He's dead. No, I don't know who he's going to be at uh, 175. Who's he going to be at 175? He's not going to get the big fights at 175 unless they just want food. So he's done. So he sold out for the paycheck. And now he's done. Now let's look at it with Al Heyman. Al Heyman's like, okay, Caleb Plant. Well, you pay these other guys all this money. Caleb Plant's got a belt. Now, pay him this amount of money. However, Al's on principle. Well, you did two-fight deal with the zone. Do a two-fight deal with us. So the Caleb, flight, the Caleb plant fight will most likely not happen. Canelo Alvarez and all the Canelo lovers will tell you, oh, Caleb plant was scared. No. The fight will happen because of business, out of principle, because Canelo doesn't want to fight David Benavidez. We will know if Canelo wants to fight David Benavidez, if he fights Caleb Plant, because I'm pretty sure I'll be like, why are we just going to do a one-off when we can double the, double the money up and do two fights? You did Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, Caleb Plant, David Benavidez. Yeah. If you win what's, or what's lose. What's the difference? Right. So, so here's my point to all the Canelo lovers, to all to, to the, the zone, and they even works Chris Mannix. Sergio Moore tells the truth some of the time. Akin Barak, all these whole-ass uh, motherfuckers, uh, all these lying-ass, capping, not knowing shit about boxing, trying to be political, you know, all you Trump-lickens, you know, lying. You motherfuckers that be sticking up for networks that'll fire you know, your all, ass and, in a and, minute. And, and, and even you, even, even you corporate Democrats, I'm just, I'm just, I don't want to make it political like it's one side or the other. No. All you motherfuckers that sticking up for the network that hired yeah, you. Yeah, you, you. you go along, yeah, you go along to get along, niggas. Are liars. You all liars. 
And so if we actually had an honest debate, your lies would be easily exposed, but you won't do that. So at the end of the day, it's just like fighters have to know who they signing with. See, the reason why Canelo left Oscar wasn't because maybe he might be in the trannies and the alcohol and drugs and stuff like that. That's not the reason. He knew that when he, when he got with him. The reason why he left Oscar, because Oscar came at him like, bro, at some point, you have to fight somebody. I Oscar do. de la Hoya yeah. is a former fighter. And if so, you look at his record, yeah. he fought some of the best fighters ever, even up-and-coming guys and guys that would harden like a, a Fernando Vargas. He, he fought that fight. I think that he won the fight against uh, Tito Trinidad, but they yeah, gave it to Tito. Yeah, they gave it to, uh, yeah. they, they gave it to Tito. Oscar, you got my best wishes on that fight because I yeah. think you won that fight. Yeah, uh, everything about you from 2000 on with the trannies and all that and the cocaine and everything that's <laughs> out of my that's out of my league, bro. Right. That's something I don't right. deal with. That's 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 your life. You was getting paid millions of dollars. I get yeah. it. But when you were fighting, you were one of the best at what you did. And what yeah. you did was try to put Canelo in front of the best competition. Because he knew that would what? Make the prize bigger. Greater. See? Yes. See, Canelo knows what he's doing, but he, he still, even though he seems big, he's still limiting himself. So he, he'll get the dumb casuals who don't know any better, and he's got all of Mexico. The, what Canelo doesn't understand is, is that he could have the black fight fans and the other fight fans if he would actually risk it and fight some better comp. Because we love boxing. And we know what competition is. Canelo, we love you over here, man. And I, and, and I love Canelo. I, we we, we fuck with thing. you, Canelo. Same thing like Bud Crawford. If I'm doing the eye test, Canelo and Bud Crawford are two of the most talented fighters I've ever seen. From the eye test. The problem is, can I see you apply and execute that talent against other top talent? Yes. That's what I want to see. That's how I gauge you. That's who, that's, look, we knew the Bucks, what they, they, they were what they were when they won the Super Bowl, when we saw what they did to the Chiefs, when we saw what they did to the other teams. They eventually played some comp. That's why you got to give it to Tom Brady. That's why he's the GOAT. Yes. So at some point, you guys are going to have to fight some comp. Now I'm here in Canelo, which I, you know, I take with a grain of salt. Oh, I want better beer. Oh, I want uh, 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 Charlie. Oh, 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 I want, oh, I want uh, uh, um, 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 uh, this guy. And, you know, they didn't want to call it like he's doing what a Floyd is doing. Again, he, he, he sees I can stick and move against better beer. He's robotic. You know, I, I, yeah, I can, you know, I can chisel myself out to take some of the punishment if I get caught a couple times. He can't catch me clean. I'm slick enough. And he's not, he's not, a bit of me, he's not fleet of foot. He, he sees in Charlo maybe some diminished goods, a guy whose skill set isn't really improving. He struggled with Montiel. Noticing he's saying his names when he perceives there's some sort of weakness in the other person or the advantage. After seeing. After seeing. See, so, that's a, just a difference. Same thing with Bud. Oh, I'm going to take Phil Brook. Really? I'm going to take Amir Khan. Really? See, now you compare him to a guy who's not, who I think is actually even more talented than both of them, but who's not a champion, who's a lot younger, but who's not looking. He's not the lion laying in the bush looking for the wildebeest with the limp. Is Jerron Boots in it. He's calling out everybody. Not just that, but when you think about it, 
Bud Crawford was calling out Errol Spence at a young time when he was on his way up, not while he's at the top. Well, because he wanted to catch him in. I heard some rumors. Now, I don't like the traffic in rumors, but this is interesting, and I want to know if it could be corroborated. And I know this happens a lot. Word on the street is Bud and Errol spar. Oh, I, I had no idea of this. This is something I'm not aware of. Word on the street is that Earl's father said you'd be shocked how easy that fight would be for Earl. <laughs> Come on, champ. Now I'm going to give you the credit. I'm going to give the credit to who, who put this, who was actually in the gym. Come on, champ. And, that, and, and, and that's been corroborated with Spence people, and they're not, it's not, you know, he put it out there on YouTube. So if it was Cap, Errol's father would easily come up, or his people would easily come up saying, hey, we ain't say that. Crickets. He must have said it. And so credit to Fanon, Fanon International. He's on YouTube. He's another boxing guy. And he put it out there. He was like, look, he called me by my name. My real name is Martin. He said, hey, Martin, uh, man, yeah, we sparred. You know, reason why Errol got his name is because how he beat up Floyd in sparring. Everybody heard about that. Now, sparring is sparring, but it's different. When the guy comes in, it's one thing to spar and you get caught a couple times. It's nothing if you're going to spar and you get dominated. Yeah, if you so get knocked down, is, knocked out, like like they're the, saying, the word, Tio Fimo got knocked out. The, yeah, the word is is that it was domination. That's the well, word. And the word from the father, from senior, is you'd be surprised how easy that fight is going to be. Man, so, look, all I'm going to say if is... Bud keeps avoiding Earl, which is going to be obvious when Earl, after, if, he, if he beats, command is a legend. Anything can happen in boxing when you get in the ring. Anything can happen. And, and, and Manny has good chances to defeat Earl. I'm not disrespecting the legend, the icon. But if Earl comes out victorious, I guarantee you, Earl Spence says, I want Bud Crawford next. Yeah, uh... I guarantee you he says that. Manny, so Andre Ward, Manny Pacquiao Brown, has had he's Manny Pacquiao has had a hard time getting sparring partners through the course of his career. But so has Errol Spence. Um, I don't know if any of you all who are listening have ever been to Errol Spence gym, but there are not a lot of people who like to spar with Errol. He has a very hard time getting sparring partners outside of Jamil Charlo. Yeah, go at, go ask Adrian Broner. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna say that. All I'm gonna say that. I love AB. AB was like, man, that bitch is hot. Man, listen. All I'm saying is that Errol Spence has a hard time getting sparring partners. No one wants to stick around and spar with Errol, and yeah, that that just comes from not not just being a puncher or being great and, and, and throwing punches, but that just comes at loving what you do and trying to get the best out of what you do. And I'm going to tell you another gem. I'm going to tell you another. I got to tell you, my bad. I got to get this out because I'm going to forget it. Another gem that was dropped in for now through Earl's father is people talking about Earl not getting knocked out. He said, once Earl got to a certain level, what you got to understand about boxing is people negotiate all, all things that happen in the ring, like down size of gloves. He said, go watch Earl before he got to kill Brooke, the size of his gloves. Look at the size of his gloves since then. 
Oh yeah, they they they're a little. They got more fluff to them. They always want to fight Earl at the maximum allowed weight of glove when he fights guys. You're not gonna. You shouldn't get bigger than ten. You shouldn't get anything and, bigger than ten. And they negotiate. And they negotiate it. And if so, you if you get anything bigger than ten, you're probably talking about patent. That's yeah. Wrong. So normally guys try to get twelve, but it's ten. But then when the additional padding ends up being twelve, you spar. Most people spar in sixteens. Um, to me, they should be fighting in eights. No, not not everybody. Not everybody. I, I, I think I think I think they should be fighting in eights. I think I think, I think, I think the rule is good. No, for Arrow because at one forty seven, yeah. But once you once you get to one sixty, I think it should be a ten. Ten. I, I agree with that. Ten. I I'm think it should be a ten. Why, why? Why? Why is he not fought in eights? Because why you know, you know why. So we know why. So you know why. Again, people. This is where people talk a lot of noise and they try to play on other people's ignorance because they don't know any better. They don't. They don't. They don't know the difference between the oh, there's different size gloves. Oh, I thought they all were the same size gloves. No, they don't. No. Anytime once you get up to one fifty four or one sixty, I think is a ten or twelve ounce glove. Yeah, and you have to negotiate what size gloves, which ones you 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 wear in the ring that are within obviously within the rules. Yes, because so, some fighters yeah. will some fighters will protest. They will say, I don't want to use a Reyes glove past one sixty. Yeah. Because for those who don't know, when you're listening, if you're listening right now, a Reyes glove, a Reyes glove is a fighter's glove. That's it's basically a glove. A, it's a puncher's <laughs> glove. So when you're punching, you get the maximum damage. If you get an Everlast glove, certain Everlast gloves are puncher's gloves, but they're more padded to protect the hand and the fist and the wrist um, when you're fighting. But a Reyes glove is is produced for maximum damage. Yeah, exactly. So um, let's see what gloves Earl Spence is wearing. I think in that fight, no, I think, I think, I think Pacquiao is a very big component or very big. uh, uh, I think he's big on the Reyes gloves. And I think that he will go for that. If he doesn't, then that just lets me know that he's worried about the punch and power of Errol Spence. Um, Again, we did this on a previous podcast. I believe that he will, Errol Spence will outbox Manny Pacquiao, or he will beat Manny Pacquiao up, or he will combination of both, or he will (laughs) knock Manny Pacquiao out. And I'm just saying that because uh, he's putting together he's putting together the training camp that he hasn't put together in a long time since he fought uh, Chris Algieri. And not to say that Chris Algieri is a top fighter, but just to say that he wants maximum damage. And I'm saying that because Errol's main streak has been reached. Y'all can take yeah. me at my word and listen to me. Y'all know how I feel. Talking is communication. Action is confirmation. Errol is confirming what he wants to do. I'm, that's just me, but you ain't got to believe me. You can wait to fight night. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, bro, we'll, we'll see. But, you know, Bob the fuck boy. And to me, the guys who've been with him for a long time, who don't get the big fights to me that just makes them fuck boys too because it's in, in the modern together yeah in the modern era we haven't seen fighters stay with uh bob Aaron for too long again the manny pacquiao's the miguel cotos the floyd mayweathers juniors have all left bob Aaron, and they left and didn't say nothing the only person that spoke out on a regular was floyd mayweather he said i signed a deal I got out of it. I paid the 700 
50,000 or whatever it was. And in three fights, I made 750 million. How does a person make 750 million in three fights? That's probably because the live gate, part of the live gate goes to you. Part of the pay-per-view goes to you. And, and much of anything else was probably in Floyd's name too. Again, yeah. to anybody that's listening, let me ask you this. Any fighter that's under Bob Aaron right now, how many of those fighters that are under Bob Aaron have their own promotional company? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Because Jay is right now, he's throwing up the double zeros. You probably can't see it because this is a podcast, but he was throwing up the double zeros. All right. There aren't many. Uh, Al Heyman is about the business of boxing, but he's about the success that you have outside of the ring as well. Um, I don't agree with a lot of things that go on over there. Well, not a lot, but there's a few things that I don't agree, agree on. And me and Jamie have discussed that privately because we will keep that private. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> as far as fighting and taking care of fighters, he does a decent job of making sure those guys are okay. Um, so that's that. The Bob Father. If you like the Bob Father, that's cool. But there are things that he does as well that I don't like. He's been doing this for a long time. Bob Arum is a lawyer. He has a, a degree. He's a, he's a certified lawyer. He knows what he's doing when he signs these guys into these contracts. And he's been playing with these guys for a very long time. Terrence Crawford, you are being played, my friend. You are really being played. You've been played for a very long time. You didn't get the Manny Pacquiao for four or five years, bro. And then all of a sudden, Errol Spence just gets to fight. They pay out 30 to 40 million, maybe more, maybe less to fight Manny Pacquiao. And what did you and, and no one negotiated to make sure that you got that fight? The signs are on the wall, man. Like you, you, you got to pay attention to what's going on around you. They're going to put you in front of a 140 pounder. Think about that. Not the elite at 147, but a 140 pounder. That says a lot, man. Like, wake up, wake up, Spike Lee. Yeah, wake up, bro. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it, it's sad, and uh, you know, just cause you, just because you know it's, it's it's BS. I can already t- I can already tell you what the next layer of excuses will be from the Crawford camp. Well, Manny was scared to fight him. That's what Bob said. No, Bob didn't say that. Bob told you that. He didn't want to make the fight for Manny. Manny never said he was scared. Well, he he fought Spence because he feels Spence, Spence is the weaker opposition. No, that's not why, why Manny fights. Manny fights for three main reasons. Number one, the prize, the money. He's going to go fight wherever he can make the most money. That's number one. Number two, number two the glory. Because he's a warrior, he's a champion, and he, he wants to put his skills up against the other people who are supposed to be maybe potentially the best. Number three, the Philippines. He fights for his people, his country, and uh, the, the pride of the Filipino people. And so that those are the reasons why Manny Pacquiao fights. So Manny Pacquiao not, doesn't fear any man. Um, I think Manny just aligned with what I said PBC is, prize fighting. They understand the business of boxing. <laughs> And that's why he went to PBC. And that's why he's getting the big, bigger fights. So look at this. He's with top rank. He couldn't, you know, he made the Mayweather fight. He saw how difficult that was to make. He was like, oh, I can keep going. I keep going for for, for more years. I'm I'm still in tip top shape. Can't get those fights. Bob makes it very difficult. He didn't want another repeat Mayweather situation. He's like, oh, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to make the big fights. And that's what he did. 
Yeah. So why does Manny see that? But Bud doesn't. I hope Bud don't think he's going to be in the game as long as Manny. I would not be rolling the dice thinking I'm going to still be fighting at 42, 43 years old. Nah. I think Manny's an anomaly as it relates to that. And I just don't think that should be part of your your your, your, your business plan. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just look at it and I just say at this point, um, as it relates to Bud, Right now, we'll, you know, definitely no later than by October. We'll see who he really is. I think I already know who, he, who he's been, but we'll see if he continues to be that person. And then in a, in a matter of a few years, we'll see the same thing with Shakur Stevenson if he decides to stay with, with top tank. Because um, eventually, all those guys are going to have to come this way. And when I say this way, I mean the PBC way, because that's where tank is. The biggest payday by <laughs> anybody 140 and under is through Javante Tank Davis. And that is a fact. See you soon, Ryan Garcia. That's a fact. That goes for Devin Haney, too. No one has to fight on no zone. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not excluding yeah. that. Look, that's yeah, yeah. that's yeah. gonna be the biggest yeah. of the biggest. But right. but here's the thing though, Dev will do it. See, Dev, I, I know that running from it. So we know not, that. when I say Dev, I'm not calling Dev because I think he won't do it. Dev understands and Bill understand the business of boxing. They're just building Dev up the way they need to, and they're smart because they got their own promotional company. Correct. So now people say, oh, well, we're gonna, you know, well, why don't he fight Devin Haney now? Because Floyd believes in Devin Haney. He's like, why fight Devin Haney now when the fight, these both these guys are young, tank 26, yes. Dev 22. Build it up. They they're both gonna tank is already a star. Really, about on the almost superstardom. I think he's a superstar already. Dev needs to build himself into a star and a superstar. Business wise, he already got his own promotional company, so he's got flexibility. Yes, he gonna get some names on his resume. He gonna get some hardware that's over over where he is. We can make those fights. Because let's be honest, see, if Dev was a PBC, he would never get the tail fight. He would never get some of those other fights. But by being over being his own promoter, being with his own. And we know how Eddie Hearn operates, even as much shit as Bob Aram talks. He'll get those fights. And then he knows, but see, Dev knows that the pot of gold is at the end of the rainbow. And that's where he's going to end up at. And see, so you look at how he's moving, and then you look at how a guy like Teofimo, who's following in the model of Bud, you talk all that shit about not getting paid, but you re-up with Bob. Like, let's think about that. You talk all that noise. Oh, you got to go to Triller, bro. You got to go to Triller. You had to do some gimmicky bullshit to, to make get a paid. fight. Yeah. To get paid. Now, Bob resigned you because now he knows you will no longer be a problem. He knows, oh, I can throw you back in there with Lomachenko. And get my belt. Get by, get the belt back. Belts. Fuck, yeah, belts. Fuck you for giving me some of the money from going to fight off on Triller. Lomachenko has the belts. I'm going to make money with that until I'm ready to dispose, until I'm ready to, 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 to pawn him off to St. Davis. And then I got you waiting the wings, but you would have learned your lesson. And it's not going to kill you when you get beat by Loma, when you get embarrassed, because at least you can say you're one and one. So you're not completely damaged good. But I'll humble you, and psychologically, I'll have even more control over you when, when Loma chews you up and spits you out. Because then ain't nobody else going to want you. You want the rubber match? 
Don't you want the rubber match? It'll be big, Teo. It'll be a big yeah. fight. It'll be so yeah. grandiose. And, and, yeah. And he, he don't even see it. Him and his dad. So, you know, I think the son is smarter than the father, actually. But the problem is he they connected to him. I just think that he, he's bought into the cap. I just think he don't see he being set up. He has no idea that he's already been set up. He, he don't even see it. So he don't even see it. And I think Bob understands that Loma is more amenable because Loma will make the big fights. With Teo, he's going to be a, a diva and a prima donna about it. So he's like, I can make really good money and I can send Loma to tank or I can do Loma Devin Haney. Teofimo, he talk a lot of shit, but he's not as confident as Loma. So he going to make up for his insecurities him and his dad are going to make some outrageous demands on the money. So he's more difficult to deal with. So I'd rather get him, I'd rather change his position. Watch what happens. Loma, if, 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 if Tiafimo de declines this rematch, then I mean, if he's smart, he sees the setup. If he takes this fight, he's losing. Unless he knows that, unless he comes out and bangs Loma out of there and leaves. Yeah. Uh, 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 unless he can actually, but he's already resigned. So then he'd be forced to have Bob. Oh, that's right. He did resign. Ah. See, Bob, see, Bob got him going and coming. See, he, he don't know how to call it. See, Bob, Bob is slick. Tail can't call it because, like, well, if he was trying to set me up, then, you know, he wouldn't resign me. He'd just drop me. Nah, bro. Nah, nah, once I, I sign you, I got you. Nah, once I sign you, I got you. I can use you however the hell I want to use you. And see, they don't see that. And so, mark my words, if he even gets past Cambosis, if, 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 and my prediction is if he gets by Cambosis, it's going to be barely, and it's, he not, it's not going to be a great look for him. My prediction is he don't even fight Loma, and he jumps to 140 and try to get Taylor before Taylor can get to Crawford. Well, let's not go too far. Let's not go too far, because this wasn't about that, bro. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. But it's, it's, it all goes back to Bob. Bob I know, I, I know, but we don't want to, you know. The Bob father is sitting there with the pieces, like I know, but we don't, you know. We know, we know how the Bob father do, and we don't. We want to watch it play out. We don't want to. Now let, let, let's get it twisted. I'm not hating on Bob. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying we don't yeah, want to. Yeah, we don't yeah, want. Yeah. No, we, I mean, Bob, we see the board. All the listeners, yeah. For all the listeners, I want people to understand. Bob is not, I don't blame Bob and I am not upset at Bob one bit. No, nah, he's doing his job. I like, I actually like that there are people in the industry like Bob. People are like, what? What are you Here's why. It's just like dealing with women. I engage women by the type of dudes they deal with. It lets me know who, 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 who I should be considering and who I should not be considering. So Bob lets me know what fighters I should consider and what fighters I shouldn't consider because I know he's going to put them through certain situations and that's going to tell me what I need to know about them. Yeah. So Bob is a revealer. Yeah. That's why I'm okay with it. And from a business standpoint, if somebody lets you do that, then that's what they want. You can't blame Bob. So I'm going to amend <laughs> Earl's hashtag from blame Bob to blame them. It's because they it's 
clear what he's doing. He's not hiding it. He's not capping about what he's doing. He's putting it out there. Terrence, I can't make no money with you. I could have had a crib. Ah, I killed the Pacquiao fight. Who says that? Who says that? But nobody said anything. All Floyd says is, oh, you know, we got fighters over here. We can build up the brand over here, you know, with, with Javante. And, you know, well, I'm not going to go and make somebody else wealthy. So if you want to come get some of this change, you know where you got to come. Absolutely. See, that's the A-side play. You are not listening. You're hearing, oh, he's not going to make the fights. No. What he's saying is, if you're going to make the fight, you're going to have to come into my backyard to make the fight. That's what he's saying. It's called the A-side. So for all you zone junkies, uh, Barack, Chris Mannix, all you guys, all you haters, understand that's what Floyd is actually saying. We can make... Yep. Yeah, back, back to where we were about the business of Bob. It's like, you can't blame Bob, man. You can't blame him, man. Guys no. know what the move is. They see the contract. They have a lot of evidence and a lot of information in front of them to see how he operates. And um, they still go for it. So to me, that means that they're perfectly fine with that type of business and their business being handled that way. So at some point, you have to put the responsibility on the man and on the person and say, that's just how they, that's how they choose to operate. And so yeah. to me, this is how Bud chooses to operate this way. This is what he wants. This is what he likes. Yeah. He doesn't and, want the big fights. And, and, and it's, a, it's a situation where people get, get comfortable. They think it's the best for him. But my man, dude, been doing this for a long time. Like I said previously, he's a lawyer. This is something that he's been, he's been practicing. So there, there is no reason for him to look out for you and take you into his best interest. That's not his yeah. job. His job is to maximize profit. And that's what you are. You are a commodity uh, to yeah, him. And, yeah. And for him, even, even less than Al, even more so what he does a little bit differently is his job is to maximize, um, is, is to churn through the fighters. Because when Bud is gone, there's going to be another fighter. There's already somebody else. Like he's signing guys left and right. It's rinse, it's repeat, man. It's, 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 it's press, he just press and play, man. And it's just repeat over and over again. It's the same cycle. So it's not that nothing so special about you. For Bob, it's a business model. He has his way, he makes his money, and you're just you're just one little cog in the wheel, yeah. In that in that, in that apparatus. Yeah. And so um that's why it's no different than with the NFL or any other sport, they get players. They use them at their peak, maximize the profit, you know, and then they 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 gone, and then they move the next person's up there. That's what they had to draft. So it's, it's no difference, man. And so Damn. guys got to maximize their earning potential while they can. And to me, he has not maximized earning potential. Terrence Crawford, if I told you that you were a worker on a plantation or a slave on a plantation, would you believe me then? Would 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 that make more sense to you if I told you you were a slave on a plantation? or a worker on a plantation getting paid a certain wage um, by, a, by a, a business or a business owner who, who is maximizing his profit while minimizing your skill, talent, and your set, your set of skills, would you mm -hmm. be able to understand it that way? 
because to a certain degree or all around, that's pretty much what you are. And you could step out. You could do it yourself. You could create Bud, Bud Crawford Promotions, Terrence Broadcroft, TBC. You could create whatever yeah. it is you wanted and, and, and make sure that it worked for you. But that's up to you. But for now, in the situation you, you're in, you're, you're, you're gaining, but you're not gaining. The, you're not doing the best that you can for yourself. And what from what everybody is saying, you're doing it because you don't want to be the best. You, you prefer the situation that you're in. And if that would yep. be true, then it's, there's less for you to say about fighting an Errol Spence. There's less to, for you to say about fighting a, a, a Danny Garcia if you don't want to go through those fights and prove yep. that you are the best. And uh, the part that's going to suck a little bit more is the fact that Errol kind of like just beat the majority of these guys already. And you waited. Yeah. But think about now. That's why he's quiet. People think he's quiet because, well, what is he going to say? Or he's so angry. He may be in his feelings, but I don't think it's that. I think Bob told him to shut the hell up, and he shut the hell up. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he's like, look, Terrence, this is the play. Here's the the risk-reward analysis. You lose, the belt is gone. And the guy you're trying to fight, you're on the, you have no leverage. So we can't make as much money as we'd like to. If you have to do a 70, 30, 80, 20 proposition, that's, that's the biggest payday you're going to get. So we need to at least get half of that. And so what we do is we'd rather take three to four to five to six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 crappy fights and keep your fake persona intact as opposed to taking the risk and making the bigger money, and we'll just either make less money over a longer period of time, and we're just going to be okay with that, bro. So let's stop talking about Spence. Let's flip the script. Let's lie. Let's cap. Let's say Spence is scared. Oh, he's going to move up. He didn't want to fight us. Oh, he's being unreasonable. Let, let's reflect instead of doing, instead of being accountable and saying what you aren't doing. And so, to me, he sees it and he's okay with it, man. It's, it's what he wants. He knows what the play is, and he's going along with the playbook because he's quiet now. That's Bud why Crawford. Bud yeah. Crawford. Bo, hold on, hold on, Bomat. I don't give a, I don't give a rat's ass about the Spence Pacquiao fight. If you are in the welterweight division, you should get every talk about the Pacquiao Spence fight for two reasons. For two, really, should be three, but I'm gonna take just give you two. Number one. There's no bigger payday in a welterweight division than Manny Pacquiao or Errol Spence. Facts. That's the second biggest pay, uh, biggest fight in the welterweight division. Yeah, right, right. So, so, so I'm just saying that's number one. Number one, the prize is the biggest, regardless of which one it is, winner, whatever, loser. That's the, that's the biggest prize. Second thing is, that's where all the rest of the hardware is. That's where the legacy is. Every other belt that you ain't got, but even the ring magazine belt, Everything is there. So the biggest prize is there and all the rest of the hardware is there, but you go in the opposite direction and you quiet. And your trainer says, we don't give a rat's ass about that fight. That's the dumbest shit I have ever heard in my life in boxing. Of course you should care. And you get to sit ringside and watch them fight and pick up on things that they're doing. Even... A fuckboy like Keith Thurman, 
recognizes that he should care. You know why? Because Keith Thurman at least wants to focus on the prize. So yeah, he'll take, he, he got that ass over from Manny. He'll take that ass over from Errol because you know what? He's like, okay, I fight to make the prize. It's prize fighting. That's what the biggest prize is. So I'm going to keep capping. I'm going to keep talking shit. I'm going to keep doing what I got to do to try to get the Errol fight. Probably not going to get the Manny fight again, but I, to get, those are my two biggest paydays. He can say, look, I fought Manny and Errol. I maxed out my earning potential at 147 because I, I fought the two biggest paydays in my division. So I can think what I want to think about Keith Thurman, but when it comes to the business side, he's not dumb because he's pursuing the prize. Yeah. Now he can go over to top rank, top tank, and fight Jose Zapata and fight Igas Kalvinaskas, you know, fight Amir Khan and fight Jeff Horn. He could have did that. All the models guys come to PBC and did that. I wonder why they didn't. So, see, I hate the contrarian nigga. The contrarian nigga is the most dangerous nigga on planet Earth. He's more dangerous than the white man. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we know what the white man is. The contrarian nigga is that type of black person, specifically black man, who feel he's so arrogant that he's got to cut against the grain that I see the water going upstream, but I'm going to go downstream against the current because I'm different. And it's like, but the stream is leading to the larger pool of water that way. Why, Why are you go going in the direction? Yeah. So my dad taught me something a long time ago. If somebody walking away from the water, they obviously not thirsty. That's a fact. And that's the thing about Bud. Woo. He ain't he ain't thirsty though. He ain't trying to drink no water. And that's facts. If you go in the opposite direction of where the women are, you ain't trying to get no ass. You ain't trying to Because you go in the opposite direction. Yeah. There's a business proposition that's in front of you. It's ethical. It's within reason. You can do your part to get the money and you walk away from it. Then you don't want that. You're going the opposite direction. But again, you got these contrarian niggas. And so, but it'll fool you. You'll think they're contrarian, but that's cap. They're acting like they're contrarians because of the fear. And yeah, I said it, fear. I don't think it's like, oh, I'm scared of this man. It's the fear of, man, I might get exposed or I think I'm great, but I don't want to have to prove I'm great. Or that's so one too say, many fighters over there for yeah. me to fight. So I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say something that's not gonna go over well because Bud Crawford has been in his worst day being in shape is better than my best day in shape. He stays in the gym, he's sharp, he does a whole bunch of things. But Bud Crawford is lazy. He's a lazy ass fighter. And he's a lazy ass fighter because he won't fight the competition. He won't do what he has to do from a business perspective to fight the superior competition. So you are cool with fighting the whole, you cool with your promoter saying the Jose's a Jose Could you imagine what Errol Spence was saying if Al Heyman came back to him and said, oh, I got Jose Cepeda for you. He'd be like, hell no, what the fuck I'm gonna fight him for? How was how that improving my net worth? I fought Kill so, Brook, 
Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, Lamont Peterson, and you want me to go back? That's a backwards move. Why would I go backwards? To Bud Crawford, real quick. I hope that when you're in these meetings with Bob Arum, I hope that there's a chance you could lose comes up. I hope that's not being said. Because if if that's if that's being said about you or to you in a meeting, that confirms even more for you how a person feels about you. Well, we don't want to fight that fighter because there's a chance you could lose or if you happen to lose. These are things that you don't want to hear because that means that's the guy that's not confident in your set of skills and your ability as a fighter. I'm not saying that that's what does happen. Just throwing it out there. If that just happens to come up, you know, you want to avoid that. And this is not, this is kind of not an overall anomaly in boxing, but this is really a microcosm. Hey, look at David Benavidez. He's a PBC fighter. But he wants Canelo Alvarez. Why? Because that's the prize. And that's perceived to be the best. But they're not, they're not, they're not with the same company, but Benavidez wants that fight. So why doesn't Crawford want that fight? And you can say, well, ego. Ego, because he thinks he's better than Spence. Spence has to come to him. But all of the common sense goes against that. You don't have more belt. You haven't fought better competition. You don't have more pay-per-views. You haven't made more money. So all the other data is against you. But you want to go against the data and be given something that you have not earned at 147. Now, 140, that's a different conversation, but we're not at 140, we're at 147. So I, I just, I'm not understand, well, I understand. I just don't, I don't understand why they, why they, why he doesn't get, why he's getting so much heat. Specifically from black fight fans, because, you know, ain't nobody non-black having this conversation. They don't give a fuck. It's only, it's only in a black fight fan. They, anywhere on any other side, is like they, they're probably like, yo, as long as he ain't fighting us, we good. We don't care. Or, or they'll support the cap, which what you really have is you have the non-black fight fans supporting the cap because they like to keep us pitted against one another because that's how they're able to skate by. That's what I'm saying. Right. As long as so, it's not our fighter, we don't care. Right. Y'all do that. So Y'all do that. We'll Bud, support it. Bud and his team don't realize they're contributing to that. They're contributing to the other side's advancement. And so, but he likes it because, again, they don't say the talking points. Oh, we, we, we think Bud Crawford's pounding. No, you don't. No, not really. You're cool with it because he's doing the Canelo play. He ain't fighting nobody. So, but as long as he's out of your way, as long as he's out of your way, you're cool with it. Absolutely. So let, let's see Bud Crawford fight Virgil Ortiz and let's see what happens. The energy is the same. What do you think? Um, I think Virgil Ortiz is too young. He's, but he's I, young, but, but if I'm, talking about fight, the, I'm talking about the crowd. If he fights Virgil Ortiz, they're not going to like Bud Crawford at all. Man, you That's sound clear point. as shit when you put that other uh, uh, piece in, but he said, uh, I don't uh, think it's way better with, with both of them in like that. You got both in. No, I just got, I know I just had this one in. Ooh. So this one is <laughs> You're super clear. So I put one in, I put this one in cause I alternate them. So cause battery power. So I just put the, so this one is way better than the other one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did uh-huh. drop this one in a bit of water. 
I don't know. I, if it, if I don't know what it did, but you sound super clear right now. Okay, so before it was—is it bad before or is it when you hear it back? It's better now. <laughs> you sound like you were we're talking down the hall. Oh, that one. really? Yeah, man. Okay, yeah. I'm about to. I'm about to. Woo, I'm about to clear as hell. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, well, okay. Damn. I'm keep it in the left one. I'm about to keep it in on the left side. Yeah, it sound like, like you. Yeah, it sounded like we were right here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god! Yeah, you super yeah. clear right now, man. That that yeah. one right there. Yeah, that might be the one you put on the mic. Uh, well, the I think that's. Yeah, that's I think that's what we end up doing. I, I now I might take this. Uh, I did drop the right one in some water. Nah. Uh-huh. Uh, briefly, and took it out. I thought it was good, but obviously it sounds like the, it sounds like the sound quality is way better on this one than this. One. Yeah. Yeah, you're you, you super clear. You're super clear on that one. Oh, man. I've been having little issues with this one. That's interesting. Okay. Well, you know, Apple, they don't make it to last for long. They want you to go get some more. Yep. That's why I'm holding on to the ones I got. Yeah. No, they're not going to get nothing else about of me, man. Yeah. That ain't, so, ain't that, that's, that's, nothing else. That's all I got, man, on the Bob Father and his, uh, his acolytes, man. I'm just really – I you know, look, this type of stuff, I, I get it from Canelo. His business plan is different than Bud. Canelo can wake up in the morning and Mexico is still behind him no matter what happens. He got a whole country behind him. That's part of their culture in boxing. Yeah. That's just, that's just who they are. Right. And I'm not Mexican. So I'm not going to even comment on that. That's their business. If that's how they choose to approach the sport and competition in their community. Hey, they have every right to do so because they're spending their money. Yes. But, but we do know that if uh, like, uh, like we were saying previously, if Bud Crawford was to fight Virgil Ortiz, they would definitely oh, yeah. be behind. Oh, the hate. Guy. Oh, every, every, everything would change. Everything would change in what they say about Bud as it relates to Arrow. Because for them, it's like, okay, it's the lesser of the two evils. We like Bud more than we like Earl. Because Earl know what it is. And we don't like that. Earl understands the game, and we don't like that. He's, he's maximizing his profit. He's not being used like a tool. He gets it. This other guy, we like him. Cause he can keep the cap going, you know, and uh, but they didn't like when he, but you see what happened, and you know, he responded to it because he told the truth about Canelo, but then he got that blowback from the Mexican fight fans, and then he was like, Oh, no, 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 you I didn't know, mean it that way, I didn't mean it that way, and no, I would never fight Canelo, bruh, like that. So, see, that right there again tells me, tells me about Bud Crawford. But the same shit happened with Jamil. Jamil talked all that shit, blah, 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 about Charlo. I mean, not Charlo, against Canelo. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, but Canelo. Canelo. Yeah. Oh, Canelo, yeah, Canelo. Yeah. And then after it was over, after he did it, they chewed his ass up. And then all of a sudden, you start hearing Jamil go, uh, Viva Mexico and all this other stuff. I was like, yeah. Oh, you, see, you see what he's doing? He in Houston. He in Houston. Signing, doing things for pre-fight stuff. And he at the Latino schools, signing autographs. Trying to get in, and look, I get it. If you're a world champion, you should you should go to all. We're all human. You should go to all fight fans, but it just seems like some pandering. And you know, I'm gonna say what Errol said. He young. He got a lot to learn, and I just think he's got a lot to learn. And just how he voiced his opinion about Wilder is not that he had an opinion. It's is how he voiced his opinion, and I think that's something he's gonna learn over time. I wish him the best, but guys, you know him, Colbert. They gotta realize, man, like. It's bad for business, number one. Yeah. Number and two. You, and you spitting in people's face. And you spitting in people's face. 
And number two, what if you lose? I mean, what if you lose to a Latino? Where you where you gonna go? Because you, so you can't go to them. You just spit on your own people. You pandered to them and you thought it was sweet. But yes. then when they guy beat you, or even if you beat their guy, now nah, you ain't shit. Where you gonna go? Where it, 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 it makes it's not smart. So I think um, hopefully he learns his lesson. Um, I'm still gonna root for him to be Castano because I think I think. Even with Colbert, I didn't root for King Tug to beat him. I still wanted Colbert to win because I think those guys are young enough and I think they're redeemable. I think everybody deserves second chances. Absolutely. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. Everybody's redeemable. I just think they got to take some additional lessons in life and and, and grow up and learn some things and learn more about the culture and understand what's going on around them Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. also get out of their ego. A lot of what Mel and Cobra said was ego. Oh, because, you know, if you don't have the skills, ah, he ain't got no skills. Ah, you have skills. Because they're thinking like, well, man, I fall from my position because I got skills. Here's my thing. If Deontay ain't got no skills, why is he making more money than you? Why did he want to go a bronze medal? Why did he want a bronze medal? You can think what you want to think, but he didn't get any, he didn't get where he got you know, just going to 7-Eleven, drinking Slurpees all day, he did something. So I don't hear that same energy. I didn't hear that same energy on Patrick Teixeira, Jamil Charlo. Patrick Teixeira lost to Castaño, and when he got in the ring against Castaño, he looked like he didn't even want to be there. Yeah, I mean... I didn't hear nobody nobody talking shit about Patrick Teixeira for backing up all night. Right. But then you come at Wilder and you say, oh, well, oh, oh, excuses. I don't hear them attacking Lomachenko when Lomachenko said my shoulder. Right. I don't hear them attacking Pacquiao when Pacquiao a gl- said A glitch I in the matrix for yeah. uh, Lomachenko. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear Mel or Colbert, who's supposed to be an avid Pacquiao fan. I didn't hear them call out Manny Pacquiao when he said, oh, I, hurt, I was hurt before the Mayweather fight. So... You didn't seem hurt Deontay when you Wilder. threw that left hand and hit uh, Mayweather and had him right. staggered on the ropes. So Deontay Water also has known bicep surgery, right? A couple. He said the water. Yeah, whatever. He says, uh, you know, he says uh, the gloves and you want to say, ah, whatever. You see it, but you don't want to say nothing. But you want to have, you know, you want to talk about opinions. You want to have opinions on that. Where are your opinions on Pacquiao with the injury? Where's your opinions on Loma with the injury? Where your opinion? I mean, I can name dozens of non-black fighters who came up with some crazy yeah. excuses. Yeah. Hell, even Jeff Horn against Pacquiao. How, I mean, what are you guys saying about that? Uh, you know, uh, you know, what what do you like? Where where's all the energy? The thing about our people is we have so much in negative energy towards towards each other. And I know it was in you know ingrained in us to be that way. House nigga, field nigga, happy, yeah, good hair, bad hair, yeah, light skin, dark skin. All of that. And they don't see that they're feeding into that. They, they don't see that they're feeding that. Um, and you got all this energy for Wilder, a man who's done nothing wrong to you, a man who talks about what's going on in the black community, a man who stands for something, not for nothing. And salute, you got all that Salute energy. to Deontay yeah. Wilder for walking the streets of Chicago and actually coming here and try to uh, be a part of change in Chicago. Salute to him for yeah. that. But no doubt, yeah. definitely. But it's like, but you want to have that energy towards him. Oh, you wilder fam. No, it's not a wilder. It's a, it's a man shit. It's like, as a man, I see you have energy towards a certain guy who is doing good in your community. 
But somebody else makes excuses or that you perceive are excuses or you see it as excuses, you won't say shit and they ain't doing nothing in your community. And if you so beat be, their guy, you yeah, know what they're going to call yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. But my thing is just be consistent. So if you want to talk about the water and you want to talk about, you know, the, the, the injury, you know, the excuses, I want to hear you talk about the excuses that all fighters make of all races, of all yes, backgrounds. Absolutely. Can Canelo makes the excuse, oh, I was young when I, when I fought Mayweather, but he signed a fucking contract and he took the money, didn't he? So if Canelo didn't like that fight, tell him to refund, tell him to get the money back. I don't think he's giving the money back. So how come Colbert and Mayo ain't talking about that? No, but Canelo, he's one of the greatest. Ah, but, Can but Canelo made excuses. He made excuses for getting his ass with being dominated every round. Yeah. But he signed the contract. Nobody made him sign that. He asked for that. But I don't hear them saying anything about that. Nah, and they're so, not going to say nothing about that. They're not. No, of course they're not. Because they're pandering and they look at Deontay Wilder. They, they have certain perceptions about him because he's from Tuscaloosa. He talk a certain way. He carry himself a certain way. And they just feel like, oh, yeah, we can shit on this nigga. That's how they look at Deontay. Right. He, he, he's not, he he's not better than us. He, he didn't do anything he, that we did. He, he, yeah, and, and, and he ain't affiliated. He ain't with the go along to get along gang, so he ain't affiliated. He can't do nothing to us. Other than throw that right hand at us if he see us on the street. And we ain't got to see him on the street because we're going to have 50 niggas around us. I'm just keeping it 100. And I'm going to say this to Mel because Mel was the one saying, I got people who will go to prison. It's like, really? That's the really, dumbest shit. You're going you gonna to let another black man sacrifice his life to protect your life. So that it's is like, that, that's like, you know, that is just... It's beyond dumb. It's not the dumbest thing. It's it's worse than dumb. And so it's like, re really, really, bro? Like, really, where, where we at with this? Why, why do you have, then, you know, you got so much anger towards Wilder because he expressed, again, Colbert want to talk about opinions. Okay. Well, well, Deontay said, you know, Tony Harrison. No, he didn't. He didn't pick a winner fight. He said it's going to be a tough fight. He just said, hey, I'm, I'm cool with Tony Harrison. Full disclosure. So you mad because he cool with another black man. We all How cool with somebody skin? that knows somebody yeah. else. If right. I pick right. Kobe and somebody else is picking Tracy McGrady, that's their pick. I respect right. that. I'm not gonna right. go, but, I'm not gonna say but, anything negative about yeah. that. But he didn't say, oh, male is trash, or oh, male shouldn't get this fight, or oh, male ain't got no skills, and oh, male ain't this, male ain't that. Now. He could have revealed himself after Tony Harrison got the decision the first time and went in on Mel. Oh, Mel didn't fight well enough. He don't have no skills. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He just said, man, both of them are great fighters. I think it's going to be a great fight. Hey, just, you know, hey, Tony Harrison, I'm just real. I'm real cool with Tony Harrison. That's, that's all he said. Brother. Yeah, that's my guy. Like, I, I that's salute my guy. Terry that's Harrison. I'm Tony Harrison. That, that's, that's who right, I'm cool right. with. And, and so that's it. And so you saying that your panties in a bunch over that. So now you got to go shit on him and you 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 gonna pick a dude you know who what has Tyson Fury done for black people nothing nothing at all since 2016 as far as we know he's been cheating uh using PEDs and cocaine and he's right. had 
his gloves cut to separate the thumb from the whole yeah. glove. These so, are so, things so, that we know. So and he has Colbert. his license suspended yeah. by the yeah. BBBFC. So you could, exactly. So you Chris Colbert and you Jamel Charlo and you that dumb and that close to boxing and the guy that you repping is fraudulent. He can't even fight in his own damn country. What does that say? So I'm, I'm just saying, like, some white people told his white ass, you can't fight here, but you niggas here want to rep this nigga. Yeah, Tyson Fury is a better boxer. That's not the point. The point is, is how you went about trying to dismantle Deontay Wilder and uplift Tyson Fury. Yeah. Tyson Fury is not someone to be uplifted. Tyson Fury is a fucking chump. And, and not just that, but let me say this to people who are listening. If your friend stole from you every other week, would that still be your friend? If your friend stole out of your home every other month that they came over there, would that still be your friend? How long would it take for you to go, well, oh, they, maybe they, they need it or, oh, I didn't need that or they just fell on hard times. How many times would you go along with that before you say, yo, I don't fuck with nobody like that that steals from me and cheats and lies about it? Yeah, he, he's, he's a proven cheater. Even to the point to where sparring partners have caught him cheating. Even something as simple as sparring, he cheats. It reveals really deep what's in somebody's character if you got to cheat during sparring. So he's cheating during sparring because he cheats during fights. It's, yeah. you know, you're you, you going to fight how you practice. You're going to play how you practice. Absolutely. So, but y'all niggas repping this nigga. Y'all repping this nigga. Who don't do shit for y'all? And y'all want to hold up Fury like he... Yeah, he got boxing ability. And again, what what a man with that type of size, with that type of boxing ability, and I give him full credit. He is a phenomenal boxer. He is probably in the past 20 years the best heavy heavyweight in terms of bo pure boxing ability. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Yeah. But if you're that good, why would you cheat? So here's my question. Why you got to cheat, though, bro? Why? And so to Jamel Charlo and to Chris Colbert and all the other guys like that, what if Earl Spence couldn't fight in America? What if he couldn't fight in Texas? What would you think of him? Because he got caught with PED. Mm. Jamel, what would you think if your brother couldn't fight in Houston? And what if he got popped with PEDs? What would you think? Now, let's look at Deontay Wilder. He ain't never cheated nobody. He ain't never tested positive for anything. And he can fight in his country. You ever heard of Deontay Wilder getting popped for cocaine, heroin, anything like that? No. So let's look at it. Tyson Fury does cocaine, gets banned by his country. He comes over here and can be a big star and become a multimillionaire. David Benavidez does cocaine, loses a belt. He can't get a big fight with Canelo. Hmm. He loses the belt and can't get opportunity and can't get the big money fights. Hmm. What's the difference between David Benavidez and Tyson Fury? One is white, the other one is. Notice that, Jamil and Chris Colbert? See, y'all niggas think because you box, you think you know everything about life. You don't know shit about life. Boxing is something that happens in life. You don't know shit about life. You think you do because you got money. Money don't mean you know, you, you know about life. I'm trying to tell you, black men, pay attention to facts. Nothing I said is not a proven fact. But y'all want to hold Tyson Fury down because he can box. It's a lot of niggas who can box. 
But boxing, doing cocaine, getting caught with PEDs, can't fight in your own country. I mean, damn. That's a hell of a situation. We would call it, if Tyson Fury was black, we call him ghetto. Yeah. Oh, that's some that. Oh, that's some nigga shit. Yeah, that he a motherfucking crackhead. Exactly. But yeah, fucking oh, crackhead. I'm on. I'm on Team Fury. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. You, you showing me who you are. So it, it's it's it is what it is, bro. It's a shame. And do I think these guys have all this information? No. And they still going for it? No. I don't think Chris Colbert and Jamel Charlo are bad guys. I think those two guys are great guys. I just think. They are swimming in supreme levels of ignorance. I agree. And, um, and they don't understand that, you know, ignorance isn't bliss. And it's also for a black man, not just ignorance. Ignorance can get you fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. And Chris Colbert found that out with his numbers. Ignorance is going to tank your numbers. Ignorance is going to diminish your value to where you can't get a Tank Davis fight. Because what value do you bring? So it's dumb. Shakur Stevenson, if you're listening, do you want that fight? Would you take that fight? No. For what? Why would I fight Chris Colbert? This nigga over here talking about he on team, he on team Chi Chi. Exactly. He on team Chi Chi. Like, why Shakur would I Stevenson's fight? last few tweets was, uh, I salute Wilder and I support Wilder. Let's go, champ. Yeah. Facts. Because he see what it is. Because he's smart. He's a thinking man. I'm just and saying so, that because maybe he looks at yeah. Chris Colbert like, yo, if anybody's going to do something to you, maybe it would be me. Not not start nothing, but if that were me I would, and I was in that yeah. position, I now, would do that. You, now, people want to say what they want to say about Deontay Wilder. And you got Mel talking about taking people's lives. You got Chris Colbert calling the sucker. And we're all men, right? Now, you know, Deontay, take it with a grain of salt, man. He's being professional about it. And the other thing they're doing harm to this brother is, you know he's trying to get his get back. You know he's trying to defeat a guy who's a superior boxer. He's trying to climb a mountain, literally and and figuratively. Yeah, metaphorically, all of that. All of that. But you want to throw rocks at another black man trying to redeem himself, trying to chase greatness. And at least in his eyes, you wasn't in the ring with Tyson Fury. He was. You didn't drink that water. He did. And you want to sit up here and you want to talk about this man in such a malign way to where you want to be a distraction and you want to be the story. Instead of saying, man, I think Tyson Fury is a superior boxer. I wish Wilder the best. I personally think because Fury is the best superior boxer, he's going to win the fight. But, man, salute to Wilder for going there and being a man and not taking a step aside money like a lot of chumps would and going there trying to get here. That's what real men do. Instead of saying something like that, you got to tear another black man down who never did anything foul to you. It says something about you. And I don't care what to say. It is a form of self-hate. Not that it Deontay is. Wilder is you, but you are more liable to be in Deontay Wilder type situations and predicaments than you are in Tyson Fury type situations and predicaments. Absolutely. And boxing is actually your life because you've been fighting your whole fucking life. And so, yeah, that's the part that's disappointing, man. But then, you know, both of them are going to get their nigga wake up call. Both of them will. And, you know, Colbert's when he fights better competition, he's going to get it. I can see it coming down the lines at some point. If it's a Miguel Burchelt for his redemption, if it's somebody else, 
I, I can see a long right hand tagging Chris Colbert and getting the spaghetti legs. I can see that potentially happening. Do you, and, and do you, do you, do you think you do after that? Do you think Colbert could beat uh, Leo Santa Cruz? Um, I think he would outbox him. I just think he would outbox uh, I Leo. I think he could outbox him. He's in good enough shape to where he can deal with the fact that Leo has a lot of activity. It'll be a close fight, though. Now, that was before Leo got laid out by Tank. I don't know. I have to see Leo. I have to see, I have to see Leo in a, in a fight to see what's left of him after taking that brutal knockout. Yeah. Because I don't care what anybody said. He left a piece of him in that ring. So, of himself in that ring. A larger piece. <laughs> but, so... We have to see what he looks like. I, of course, that's why he's calling out Leo Santa Cruz. It's a name, and he knows it's diminished, you know, true, diminished true, goods. True, true. So he's being strategic. I get it, you know. But you got Miguel Burchell. You got Oscar Valdez. Now I get it. They're on the top rank side, so you you tell the truth. He know Bob ain't gonna make them fights. So Leo is on the PBC side, so that's a fight you can make. So yeah, let's see what happens. But um. With Mel, you know, what you going to do, bro? You know, you're going to unify with Castaño. Be careful. Be very careful of that fight. I think you're the better fighter. I think you should win. But damn, if you don't, you know how many people going to be coming at you talking about karma, nigga? Like, why? I wouldn't even want nothing like that looming over me before a big fight. Right. Right. And I don't wish that on no man. But if he does, and I won't be seeing karma, I'll just be like, damn, he didn't have his best night. But you know, a lot of people will be like karma. That's what you get. Yeah. And then some of them won't even say that. Some of them like, fuck you. Yeah. And a lot of people are wishing and rooting and hoping that happens. Yes. Just because of the way you you carry yourself. Yeah. Why would you want that energy around you and you going into your big fight? You need your supporters, man. You need your people. You need your supporters. You need your community. And so you a world champion to try to isolate yourself is just to Houston is a dumb move. It's a bad business move and it's not going to save you. Right. And then and carrying so on yeah. with that, carrying on with that nigga shit. Oh, I'm, I'm from the hood. I did this, that, and the third, like no one else cares. The world doesn't yeah. care. The world doesn't care. And Deontay yeah. is like, Oh, like Tuscaloosa is Beverly Hills. Right. And, and then what people keep felt failing to forget that, endangering the people around you and endangering someone else doesn't show how great of a leader that you really are. It Uh, doesn't. You're supposed to rise above that. We come from these extremes to better ourselves, our families, and our communities. And the talks that you guys are putting out here about being gangster and things like that, that's old, it's tired, man. Um, And it's it's not not even even, our culture. It's not even even our culture. It's something that we adopted from a European culture that we that we glamorized because it was on TV, because it was on the big screen. We glamorized it, but that's not how we operated. That's not our history. No, it's so he not. Don't, he, he don't see that. It's like, you got people who will go to prison. Why do you need people to go to prison? Like, why do you, why do you need, why do you need to, to, to set somebody else up to destroy their life for failure, right? Why are you saying something just to protect be, you? Be, to protect you because you're talking greasy about somebody, and you ain't even got your facts straight. And I understand. It's like, and I understand. You yeah. know, Wilder says some things too. But listen, on either side, neither one of y'all have to go that far. You both. But Wilder not talking about shooters. Wilder just like you know. Wilder's basically like, now nah, if I go over there and put my hands on him, I'd be wrong. But, but all on. 
nevertheless, yet and still, this, that, and the third, at the end of the day, they can still sit down and talk to each other and resolve the situation. And that's yeah. all that needs to happen. All this talk on camera, it's just embarrassing. I don't know. I know plenty of gangsters. I can call them right now. None of them want to be seen or heard from in that manner. They rather you look exactly. at them. They rather you look at them as they as them being lames, or nerds, or just businessmen. Under the radar, yeah, they exactly. want to be under the radar as as under the radar as possible. They do not want to be considered as that. So when I hear those type of conversations, it lets me know the, about the lack of discipline that certain types of men have. Come on, black man, we got to do better. We we're, we're leaders. We're natural born leaders. And we have to be able to take care of our families and things like that. We have to set better examples because people are watching us. And the people that are, that are watching us that matter the most look just like us. Um, the, the rest of the world is watching it and they they are susceptible, susceptible to the things that we say. But we but we have to present the right image and we're not gangsters and we're not thugs. That's some shit that we adopted once we got over here. That's not our culture. That's not how we how we do things. That's not how we fashion the world. That's not how we yeah. build this shit. It's not. So we have to Facts. move forward in greatness and better opportunities and, and lovers of ourselves in our community. I have no problem with Jay. I ain't seen Jay in 100 years. And all of a sudden we link up. We've been cool ever since. I have no malice for Jay. Ever at all. He gonna do what he's gonna do. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna I'm gonna do. And when we disagree, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. And that goes for me and anybody <laughs> else out there. So we have to get to the point where talking resolves issues. Saying conflict those resolution. Of, exactly. Saying those type of things about Wilder or any other fighter or any other man on a camera, that's not doing nothing. Jesse Jackson said he wanted to cut uh Barack Obama's balls off. He didn't think the cameras picked him up. Cameras picked him up and it was played over and over and over again. It's another bad representation, even though we, we, we look at Jesse Jackson as a person who hasn't really been about the community for a very long time. It's just the fact that he right. said it and it gave more people a confirmation. Just things that you just don't say, man. You just it wait was out of order. It. Yeah. It was out of order. Yeah. It was out of order. And so, yeah, man, it's just... um. It's a shame, man. It's a shame because it's two guys with a lot of potential who also have very good projections in the sport of boxing. And it makes me feel sad because it's two guys I really want to be excited about supporting who, man, I I struggle to support. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, but I don't give up. I don't give up on my people. And so I'm, a, I'm going to watch their fights and try to continue to support them. And hopefully over time, and especially with Jamel having somebody like EJ around him in camp, maybe pull him to the side and talk to him like, you know, little bro, I know you're doing your thing, you're making your money, lines only, but man, you know, he, 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 here's the move. Yeah. You know, let me holler at you for a second. Like I get his boxing, but and it's easy to get caught up in all this bullshit with old media and playing the game, but you don't play that type of game yeah. with your people. And so hopefully EJ pulls him aside and talks to him, and hopefully Jamel is, is, will listen. I, I like what Jamal's head is. I like Jamel's attitude about boxing, but I like Jam Jamal's attitude about life. Yeah. Um. So I just think, you know, I, I saw Jamal like, man, I'm with Wilder, man. It's like, 
<laughs> you over here repping a dude who really, you know, who ain't shit. It's like, yeah. yeah, he can box, but you know, that's it. Like, he ain't doing nothing. He don't and fuck with here, y'all. You know, he don't fuck with no. He don't, the only time he fuck with y'all is if he sees there's some benefit for him. That's it. Right. And so, and but you but you gotta play a certain position though. See, that's why I love. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do this, not over keeping you, but I want to know we're gonna wrap this up. But I love when Tyson Fury walked on the set that ESPN said when it was Joe Tessator, Andre Ward. Tim Bradley, and I think it was one other person. And Tyson came on there talking a whole bunch of shit. You know, I'm on, I'm gonna fucking run over him like a Mack truck, uh, blah, 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 blah. And it was, you know, it wasn't planned, but the other two white guys were all up in Tyson Fury's asshole because, you know, they love being in each other's assholes. That's, they, they don't want to start that shit anyway. Sorry, people get mad at me, but I'm just telling the real. Historically, it's a fact. It's historically fact, a fact. No disrespect, people. That's what you want to do. That's your business. That's your life. Do your I thing. mind my business. You do your thing. Do your but thing. back to where we back to where we getting at is Tessator and all them sucking, you know, holding his balls, sucking them, and it's, it was so. Yeah, but but it was it was carnal. That was carnal for Ward and Bradley because they were quiet. Two company guys, non-scripted. They were quiet, quiet, and, and they sat there as black men. Why and and they know Tyson Fury ain't shit. They know he a cheater. They know enough about Tyson Fury to know about him. But he's so arrogant and he's so privileged in his white skin to be a known cheater who can't even fight in his own fucking country. That he can come and talk shit about another black man in his country. That gave him an opportunity after he fell out of faith. After you, after you fucked up. After you fucked up, he gave you the opportunity to make money. And you're going to do that. And Timothy Bradley and Andre Ward both know better because they're both fighters. They understand the business of boxing. And they know that. They know that to be true. And right then and there, when I looked at their faces, Matt, I was like, them niggas realize they've been played. They've been used. They realize they've been pawns. And they realize that they literally on that set looking like some fucking slave catchers. They look they They, look dumb as hell. They Bro, were just when like he came out and they were smiling and laughing and he was talking crazy and shit. And I was looking at what was going on and they didn't have nothing to say. And then they get and then they were taken off the set. I was sitting there looking like, wow. Wow. They know. They know because see, the thing is, when you play that company line for so long, you gotta understand what happens when you feed that beast. Tyson Fury is part of the, the beast. When you feed that beast, it's only gonna get worse. It Tyson Fury, not the type of cat. And in their culture, their culture is not the type that where, yeah, I cheated. Yeah, I got privilege. I'm going to learn from that. And I'm going to be a better person, even though I got, even though I got the privilege. I'm, 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 I'm going to be better. That's not how they operate. No, They're sir. like, it's, it's no different than the guy, the former president. I do all this fucked up shit. But you know what? I should be able to keep doing fucked up shit. So what did I do it? I'm going to do it again. I got away. I got away with it. I'm gonna do it again and again and again. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Cause look at me. Look at who I who I who am I? I am white man. And so people can feel however they want to feel about it. Well, you making it racial. It is racial. If Tyson Fury was black, this would not be happening. They'd have locked his ass up if he was it black. wouldn't. They'd have locked his ass up. He would not be fighting after getting a huge payday. Matter of fact, Panama Lewis uh doing the prior versus uh Alexis Arguello fight, he gave something to. Uh, Panama Lewis gave something to Aaron Pryor, the Hawk, 
and it boosted up his energy. And, and Aaron Pryor mentioned it after the fight. He's like, I don't know what happened, but after that drink of water I had, my energy shot through the roof. They later found out that it was PEDs, mm-hmm. and they disbanded. I, I, he was disbanded, and no one ever I, I heard want, from Panama Lewis ever again. And, and I, I want the people in the media, old media, who always want to play the victim. Let's reverse. Let's let's flip the script. If if Deontay Wilder had a cocaine habit, cocaine addiction, he did. If Deontay Wilder got caught with PEDs, if Deontay Wilder had had sparring partners who accused him and proved and showed that he was doctoring gloves and cheating, even doing sparring. How do you think the American media and even the UK media would be treating Deontay Wilder? Yeah, we'll do you think, do you think Deontay Wilder, if he was being sanctioned in his own country in the United States saying you can't fight anywhere in the United States, do you think he could have went over to the UK and got a big money fight and a, and a title opportunity? Hell do you no. think, Tyson Fury would have given a cocaine habit, PED using and caught and sanctioned and known to be cheating, messing around with gloves, doing sparring type Deontay Wilder. Do you think he would have given him that opportunity? I want you to, I, I want the media in the UK and in America, and I want all the Fury fans, all the Aaron fans, all the Wilder haters, I want them to ask themselves, what would it be if, the, if it was on the other foot? What, what, what would the situation look like? So that's what you got to understand. And I think in that moment, Bradley, Timothy Bradley and, and Andre Ward, everything I said, they know, they know all these things. They know everything I just said is factually accurate. And right then and there, they just said, damn, like, we cool, but we can't cool we can't coon this hard on improv. We can do scripted cooning, but we can't do improvisational cooning. Right, not improv. See what they were. See what they were asked to do was improvisational, impromptu cooning, and you knew you knew it was improvisational and impromptu because that's why they took them off the set. Because they probably looked at the at the, at the producers like we didn't get the script that we were supposed to cool for Tyson Fury for this. Right. Segment. They, we they didn't look, even know he was going to come on here. They look so out of character. They look out of character and dumbfounded. See, and so it's like. Bruh, really? It's like Andre Ward, Timmy DeBrella, you, you will tarnish not your, not your fighting legacy, but your black man's status legacy to uplift a UK fighter who is a known fucking cheater, all in the name of getting a check from ESPN because they got a contract with top rank. That, that, that's, that's your price. So, you know, Andre Ward was one of my favorite fighters. Even though this has nothing to do with his boxing career, he is no longer one of my favorite fighters, just out of principle. And it's a shame, because I think every other thing about him is very honorable. I just don't see how he can go along with that and think it's cool, because we know he knows better. He's not a fool. He knows Tyson Fury had a cocaine issue. He knows Tyson Fury got caught with PEDs. He's seen everything about Tyson Fury messing with the gloves, doing sparring. He sees all of this. Man, I heard Tyson Fury tell that man in the ring that he loved, he loved, he, he loved Deontay Wilder. They was like, I, lo- I love you, bro. I love you, brother. They went back and forth and they said that. 
Yeah. That's crazy to me. To because, lift you, you up know, after you had. And let me say this about Deontay Wilder, too. Mm-hmm. That man fought how many fighters after they tested positive for PEDs and cocaine? <laughs> how many? Luis Ortiz, Fury, yep. Uh, yep. All, all, uh, damn it, all these guys. Yeah. He was supposed uh, to fight uh, Pavetkin. Pavetkin, uh, a, no, a known PED P- chief. Pavetkin didn't even want to fight him on PEDs. Like, Pavetkin did PEDs, got caught, and still, and Deontay said, I'll. I'll, I'll still, I'll still take, the take the fight, fight and I'll go to Russia. And he said, no, never mind, I'm good. And he said, no, never mind. Lord have he mercy, gonna, man. Yeah, he felt it was going to be a little something extra on that right hand. And, so, and, and to theory, for a, a guy to help you out, put you in a position to get you back on your feet and make sure that you were taken care of, and then you turn around and do that, and uh, you wouldn't even honor the right. contract after the second fight, even right. though – even though Deontay Wilder knew that you were on dope, he knew it. Right. He now knew you was a about, cheat. Right. Now you want to talk about character, right? You want to talk about character. Luis Ortiz didn't abuse any drugs. Luis Ortiz never got popped for PEDs. And you know what Wilder said? The reason why him, he said, the reason why I gave Luis Ortiz a fight, he got a sick daughter, and I gave this man an opportunity. Everybody else had ducked King Kong. Everybody else ducked him. Deontay Wilder was the only top guy that gave him an opportunity. And he didn't give him an opportunity once. He gave him an opportunity twice. But it's been it's been said that he did pop the first time before that first fight that he did. He popped well, so, even, so even though that he did, let's say he, let's say he did. Let's say he popped dirty to both of them. You know what Louis Ortiz ain't out here doing? Louis Ortiz ain't out here on social media talking shit about Deontay Wilder. And he ain't pulling the Tyson Fury, acting like, oh, you know, Deontay Wilder didn't do me a solid. And he ain't out here playing to Fuck the media. Deontay Wilder. He ain't out here saying no yeah. crazy shit like that. Yeah, he ain't out here saying nothing crazy. He just trying to get back in the mix. Hopefully he get the Andy Ruiz fight. Yeah. And he going about his business. Yeah. That's a man. And so this is why I don't have respect for Tyson Fury. Because he on some whole shit. Because with, with Deontay Wilder, get the same. This is what we're talking about white privilege. All those out here who don't understand. And, and this is where, back to Jamel Charlo, talking about race doesn't matter. Race does matter. If race didn't matter, why is Canelo able to go to 168 and avoid David Benavidez? If race didn't matter, how can Tyson Fury, who... Pop for cocaine and PEDs. And can he fight his own country? But he's still the lineal champ. So, hey, the lineal champ should get a shot. David Benavidez is the lineal WBC champ. But Woo. I see Canelo got the WBC belt. Woo. I don't hear you. I don't hear Jamel or anybody else clamoring saying, why is Canelo got the WBC belt? David Benavidez, the brown boy over here, he's the lineal WBC champ. He did cocaine. Jermail Charlo, if race don't matter, how come you or your brother didn't get to fight at 154? What they can come up with a whole bunch of excuses to that. Politics, he was afraid of us. But see, what the, the, the one I just gave you right there, there are no excuses. There's yeah. no way out of that. Yeah. There's no way out of that. See, I'm gonna give people the example where there's no way you can argue your way out. You can't make any excuses. Gotcha. David Benavidez ain't getting the shot. And he had he did cocaine. And he did a lot less. He did cocaine being a young boy doing some silly stuff. Tyson Fury had a whole habit over an extended period of time and got caught popping PEDs and can't fight in his own country. And Ricky had it. 
Ricky yeah. get Ricky Hatton got popped not too long before that. Yeah. So it's just like, but race doesn't matter. So here's what I want to see, because it's gonna happen. I want to hear Jamel Charlo petition for the next black or brown fighter who pops for Pete for, for, for uh now do we ain't got to say PEDs or can't even fight in your own country. We ain't got to go that far because Tyson is just horrible. But let's just say does a drug, gets caught. How come where's the where's the energy? Where is the energy from them on Mr. Race Doesn't Matter in boxing? You making excuses. Well, it's not an excuse. Tyson Fury gets the opportunities and David Benavidez doesn't. They both did cocaine. Yeah, I need to cut that bullshit out. But he's the lineal. He's the lineal. He's the man who beat the man. David Benavidez was the man who beat the man in WBC. But Ain't Canelo got the him. strap. Yep. Canelo got the strap. Oh, I got to fight my mandatory, Abney Yildirim. So... I think the WBC is more powerful than any of the other sanctioning bodies. And if David Benavidez is the lineal champion of WBC, then I would think if there'd be any mandatory, it'd be David Benavidez. That's a fact. That is a fact. Did Abney Yildirim ever hold a title and lose it? No. David Benavidez is a two-time WBC champion and lineal champion for the WBC at super middleweight. I don't hear shit from old media or the Canelo lovers or Jamel Charlo or Chris Colbert about where's David Benavidez, where's David Benavidez's opportunity. Tyson Fury got opportunity after after doing cocaine. He's lineal. He got the opportunity for Deontay Wilder gave him opportunity. How, Canelo, how come you won't give David Benavidez opportunity? Hey Canelo, didn't they raise the levels of uh, Clem Buterol that you could take? Yeah, but they don't oh. talk about that. So so this is why they want to say race doesn't matter. Of course. It does. And I heard this little excuse trying to talk around it. Of course it does, but I'm just saying, Wilder, bro, no, it matters. It doesn't matter to us. It matters to them, but we are uh, impacted by it. And you can't be so much in your feelings or in your ego about being a boxer and having skills that you don't realize that. Race mattered to Floyd, but he still made the most money. Imagine if Floyd Mayweather was white and made the most money, how great they'd be talking about Ooh. <gasps> the greatest boxer of all time. Oh, the greatest oh. boxer of all time. So even with the Manny Pacquiao talk, no, Manny's the greatest. Manny's the greatest. Imagine if Floyd Mayweather was white. Do you the think greatest, people would say Manny's the greatest? The greatest how can Manny Pacquiao of all time? How can Manny Pacquiao be the greatest fighter if Floyd White Mother White Weather was 50, is 50 you know, and beat him in a head-to-head competition? Manny can't be better than Floyd White Mother White Weather. And fall all champions in his prime. You see what I'm saying? So miss you miss miss me with that. Race does matter. It matters to them because they're constantly trying to find some advantage. They're constantly moving the goalposts, my good. Constantly good moving the goalposts. And so for, for male to be so disingenuous or either that ignorant, the ignorance is alarming. The disingenuous is even more, is even like even even you know uglier but it's like damn like you around ej you around your brother maul like maul know better ej know better so the two closest dudes to you know better but you don't ronnie shields know better hold on hold on you know what it sounds like something i said earlier 
damn, the water's going downstream. This one wanna upstream, go upstream. But you, but you, but you, but you gotta go. No, no, water's going downstream, upstream, but you gotta go downstream. See, same shit. Different subject matter, but same thing. I gotta be the contrarian. I gotta be that facts. guy. I gotta be that guy. Cause I because I'm real. I'm a, you know, yeah, you know, I'm black, but just because I'm black don't mean I gotta go for the black guy. I gotta prove that it's about the skills, pay the bill. Nigga, get that bullshit out of here. It is about the get skills, it Jamil. Here. It is about the skills, but it's also facts that dictate what the fuck is going on. Yeah, if, so I have a question. If Manny Tony Pacquiao, Harrison had yeah. been cheating during the course of yeah. your fight, wouldn't you want it to be known that he cheated and you lost? Right. And if it's about skills, Jermail and Chris Colbert, since you're a Pacquiao lover, who had more skills, Jeff Horn or Manny Pacquiao? Whoa. Oh, my who, goodness. Who, have, who, who had more skills? Who had, hell, I can even say who had more skills. Timothy Bradley and, and Manny Pacquiao. And Timothy Bradley, that, the fight he won against Pacquiao was, was, a, was, a, was, a, was a, a bank job, too. But even more so was the Jeff Horn one. So if it's about skills and it's not about race, how did Manny Pacquiao get cheated? <laughs> how? It was about that belt, man. See, see, that's why, that's why, that's why these, man, somebody got to pull them to the side because it's going to ruin them in life. If they walk around with that type of ignorance or, or disingenuousness, it's stupid. If Jeff Horn was black, you know, number again, he, Timothy Bradley got the thing, but that's America. Both of them top rank. Whatever. Bob can make that fight again easily. But you take Manny Pacquiao and you took him all the way to Australia to fight a dude with very little skill. And Pacquiao gets robbed. But no, Jamel Charlo is all, Chris Colbert is no, 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 it's no, it's skills. If you got the skills, you win. No, skills. It's not about race. Yeah, I think about that shit. Think about that. How well, come Pacquiao if lost? Then, if it's about, hold on, if it's about that then, then, then why did Bud Crawford, why did Bud Crawford uh, beat, 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 beat Jeff Horn then, Jamie? Well, here's my answer to that. You can only sustain and perpetrate the fraud for so long. Eventually, I, the sun I, comes up and the light will shine and expose you. So here's where they, here's why they are superior in terms of dominating things because they know when they cheat and they know when the sun is about to come up. And so, you know what Jeff Warren said? Oh, the sun's about to come up. I need to go ahead and get this money. I'm going to get up out of here. I'm going to get this money off this Bud Crawford fight. Take my money, know my place, understand it's sunrise and do this and live to rinse and repeat this another day because then they're going to do the same thing independently. They're going to do the, they're going to do the, they're going to do the bud. Because if Jeff Horn was truly an elite fighter, he would have kept fighting and we would still hear his name fighting different uh, right. guys within a welterweight yeah. division. We haven't heard. And he, yeah. And, and he also knew his place because where did that fight happen against? So, so he was the champion. So let's, let's I'm going to show you the, the whole the fucker here. He was the champion and Bud was the challenger. Where did they have the fight? That was in America, right? Yeah. Where in America? I think, was that in Omaha? I think so. Not sure. I think so. Damn. Well, damn, Jamie. Well, Bud's black, though. So how, how, did, how did Bud Crawford 
get the disadvantage because who owns top rank? A white man. And so it's chess, not checkers. If he got to use a nigga to gain his own advantage, he'll put a nigga in position. But just as easily as he put that nigga in position, he can move him out of position. Absolutely. Just keep hanging around for the Bud Crawford scenario. Actually, he's been putting Bud out of position ever since he got the title, if you want to ask me. He didn't so, want Mayweather so, to be bigger than uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Exactly. So people got to understand that. But if it's about skills, why did Manny Pacquiao lose? So, mm. you know, these guys need to see what it is and understand the game. And, and if they don't understand the game that's being played, you know, they're going to be in for a rude awakening. Um, I hope it doesn't happen to me. It would be a really, really hard and nasty and I think a, a a a such a devastating lesson for him to learn if he loses to if he loses to Brian Castaño, it will be devastating, not only just from the karma, but also just from the damn, I got to play. Now he he he, he said he's protected a little bit to a certain extent because Al Al is not going to allow the full fuckery, but it's only so much he can control, right? It's only so much he can control, but. Yeah, the mainstream media will go in on yep. him. Oh, and yeah. Then black media will go in on him, and a lot of other mm-hmm. people will go in on him. Now, there will be people and entertainers and sports lovers and lovers of boxing that will stand with him. And mm-hmm. so it's okay, champ. You did mm-hmm. your best. You just come back again and you, you try harder the next time around. You got that section, but the rest of these motherfuckers are going to chew you up. Now, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, though. You know how we was growing up in the hood? We had guys we grew up with, cats we grew up with, that would get shot. And then you would think after getting shot, they would learn something and make a change in their life. But they got shot, and they, th- they thought it made them invincible. So they, they came out and doubled down on the dumb shit. And, and eventually, they're getting shot again. Right. So I think that's what's going to happen to Mel. I think Mel's going to go out here. He's going to blitz this Castaño dude. Right? So he's taking the shots. So he's going to blitz Castaño. See, see, now if that was real, if race mattered, then Castagna would have beaten me. Ah, Lions only. Then people going to, then the supporters going to be like, see, 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 Ray, it's not an issue. It's not a problem. Well, Mel is not a superstar yet. Mel ain't even on a pound for pound list. He should be, but he's not because he ain't a star. Jamel, you're not even on a pound for pound list, bro? Oh, race doesn't matter, bro. Oh, That's why, you know, he, he's about to be, yeah. he's about to be undisputed. He's got three of the four belts in hundred. You got three of the four belts, right? And he beat he beat two top five fighters to get there. Actually, three of them. And he still who else in any division beat the top three guys in their division? Usyk beat Usyk beat the top three guys in his division. No, it wasn't even top three. It was like maybe top twenty. But he's a pound for pound guy. Jamel beats the top three guys, and Julian J. Rock Williams. Uh, Lubin. Uh, no, no, was that Jamal? Jamal fought. Uh, was that Jamal or, or, or Jamal that fought? Uh, Ju, uh, Julian, Julian Williams. They fought J Rock. J Rock fought Maul, Big Charlo. Okay, so little twin Charlo, the younger one, Jamal fought Lubin and fought Rosario and knocked both of them out. So he ain't just win. People say not just win, it's how you win. He knocks both of those guys out and he ain't in the top 10. So again, let, let's, let's, again, so Mel says race doesn't matter. What's everybody trying to do to pull down their expense? We ain't getting no knockouts. Well, Mel, you got knockouts and you're ranked lower than Earl Spence. 
but race doesn't matter. Well, Jamie, hold on. Let's look at your logic. Errol's black and he's ranked higher than me, but he he didn't get the knockout. So how do you explain that? Because Errol brings more money to the prize than Jamil does. He That's has value. That is a fact. So they're okay with Errol holding his position and hating on him because he still holds his value until they can find their guy to beat him to steal the larger prize because they're making money off of it. That's how it works. So, you know, it, it's crazy that these guys don't follow. It is not rocket science, but they're not. They're clearly not following. So maybe that's too, too much time in the gym. I don't know. To but anybody they, that's listening, not just the black people, just listen to the way ESPN talks about fighters. Listen to the way zone talks about fighters, the way they mention them, the way they talk about Demetrius Andre, and then the way they talk about Canelo or Golovkin. Just pay attention to it. It's all there. They're letting you know who they are going for versus who they're not going for. Some, I'm, people, I'm, I'm, will, I'm, I'm, some people will say that Demetrius Andre is on the zone. Yes, he's been on the zone for, what, four or five years now, and he still hasn't gotten a Golovkin fight. He still hasn't and gotten a Canelo fight. Now they're trying to push it, and he still ain't going to get it. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Triple G going fight Murata. Yeah, by that. the end of the year. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. Me and you talked but about he, that a long time ago. We was like, oh, he's he, he going to get Murata before he get an Andre. Let me, give you, let me give you something worse than that about race. Devin Haney is with zone. Devin Haney is with Matchroom, who's on. He fights on zone. What network does Tiafimo Lopez fight on? ESPN. If you want to hear something about race and you want to see race and bullshit, listen to the way zone talks about Devin Haney vis-a-vis Vasil Lomachenko vis-a-vis Teofimo Lopez. Both who are neither one of them on zone. They're both on ESPN, which is with Top Stank. But listen to how they talk about it. Listen to how they talk about it. Now, Again, there's bias. Different networks talk favorably about guys who are signed with them because they see them more often than right there. The zone doesn't do that with Devin Haney. The zone reps Vasil Lomachenko, high tech Loma Lomachenko, and Teofimo Lopez way more than they do Devin Haney. They do more on all their little programming, they do more interviews with high tech Loma. And Tia Female Lopez more than they do Devin Haney, but Devin Haney fights on the zone. So you have an asset that you're displaying on your network that you're trying to give viewers, but the racism is so real, you're willing to depreciate your own asset to prop up two other guys on a whole on a competing network. And I understand giving people props and everything, but when you're giving them more airtime and appreciation and the guy that's on your network that's a problem to me that's a problem it is espn mentions errol spence jr but they rep brit bud crawford harder that part i don't that doesn't bother me it's when they lie about bud's position and when they lie that don't nobody want to fight him is where i can i have an issue with espn with max kellerman with stephen a smith on the mainstream side because then they're mind fucking casual people who watch sports you know um, they're perpetrating the fraud, which is started by the people who are on the boxing side, which is the Andre Ward, the Timothy Bradleys, because the initial perpetrator fraud comes from there because they're supposed to be the authority figures being former boxers. So shame on them. That's the source. 
and they should be there to check the Joe, the Joe Tessa tours, but they won't do it. Says something about them. But you think about it, Devin Haney fights on the zone. Devin Haney is signed to help make the zone money, but the zone programming reps Vasil Lomachenko and Tia Female Lopez harder. Both of them are signed to top stank, which make Bob Aram and ESPN money. So unless the zone has equity in one of those, I'm not understanding the business move. So let's ask ourselves, what's the difference between Devin Haney, Vasil Lomachenko, and Tia Female Lopez? Like, oh, Devin Haney's black. Oh, and it's about to get worse. Devin Haney came out and said, oh, I'm also Muslim. Nah. Watch, watch, watch how it really watch even more so how 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 it happens, bro. So for people who don't see that, just look at look at the look at even look at how they will even look at on a business side of it, what they'll do. It's nuts. And so uh it's a shame, man. It's nuts. I listen to Chris Mannix talking about, oh, Tank don't fight anybody. And, oh, uh, you know, he's a Tank don't fight nobody. What about? So, so here's my thing. So you are over there on a network of really people who don't fight anybody. Tuh. It's like, but I don't hear Chris Mannix say anything about that. And he said, and, you know, I, I heard him talk about that. And somebody said, well, you know, and I hear Eddie Hearn and all his bullshit, his cap, he's caught between two places. He don't know if he a, if he a dick or a vagina. And I hear him saying he probably got both and he fuck himself. And I hear him say, oh, well, oh, uh, you know, um, um, Canelo's fought nothing but champions. You know, people, uh, he, he, he's had the, he's taken all, all the big fights. He's fought the four of his last fights have all been champions. Okay. To be true, it's a difference between if you're an Errol Spence with a belt and a Callum Smith or BJ Saunders with a belt. So let me ask Mr. Eddie Hearn this. Who has more value, Errol Spence or B.J. Saunders? Let me ask you another question. Who has more value, Bud Crawford or, 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 or Callum Smith? Well, the easy answer to both of those is, damn, those black fighters actually have more value than those U.K. fighters. I believe that Bud Crawford would beat the fuck out of anybody that Canelo has fought these last four or five fights. The same thing with Errol Spence. So I, I, I don't even want to put him in a category. I, just, I yeah. don't want to. So, 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 so my thing is, yeah. And, and, and here's what's even so much even more disrespectful. And there's no disrespect to these individuals I'm about to name, but it's just, it is what it is. You know, Callum Smith won the Super Series. He defeated George Groves. Okay. Wow. He beat George fucking Groves. Wow. Who did BJ? Who did who did Billy? Who did BJ Saunders be? So here's my and again here's my thing with Canelo. Well, 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 get the fuck out of here. Sound like Michael Jackson? I think that's from, that's from Champ side. Big ups to him. Get the fuck out of here. Sound like sound like a Michael Jackson song. You know what he said? He said, he said man, when you got to listen to Canelo close, he sound like Michael Jackson. Get the fuck out of here. It's my night, bro. It's my night. Get the fuck out of here. And he's talking about you don't fight anybody. Who did Callum Smith fight? George Groves. Who did Rocky Field invite? And, and, and you know what? To 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 Andre's credit, he asked him, who did Rocky Field invite? Huh? Who did BJ Saunders fight? Who did any of those guys fight? Here's my thing. 
Demetrius Boo Boo Andre's resume is better than all those three guys combined. Demetrius Andre will beat all those guys at Canelo fall. And his resume is better. So that's why it's bullshit. Yeah, those guys had the belts because you guys were in position to politic to get them the belts. Yes. Not because they beat anybody. You are only as good as your competition. Don't tell me that you 28-0. 28-0 fighting who? See, then they try to have it both ways. Well, who we see, and he, see he, again, more cap. Well, you know, Oscar, Manny, they're, they're the greats. So who cares if they lost? They took on the thing. So you can't look at the house as who they fought. So it's who they fought, and it's okay if they lose when it comes to Manny and Oscar. But it doesn't matter who Callum Smith or it doesn't matter who BJ Saunders fight or Rocky Fielding's fights because they were champions. See, this, the double standard is there. And so this is why, you know, again, that, that's the cap. And so that's why I put Canelo, Bud, all these. It's like, it's, it's, on the, it's the whole list, man. It's the whole list. It's not because I don't think these guys can fight. It's not because I wouldn't pay to watch them fight. It's because they are insulting my fucking intelligence. And their promoters and team are insulting my intelligence. And you can do what you want to do. Just look. Just be quiet about it. That's my whole thing. Just shut the hell up. You want to perpetrate the fraud? Shut up. Don't tell me you're doing it. I mean, we still going to figure it out, but at least just shut the fuck up and not, and I sit out here in public and say, these you're putting on the best fights or these are the best fighters. These are champions and things like that. We know these guys are, are, are paperweights. We know these guys are doctored up. We know that. So, so here, here's who we go. Who is Callum Smith fought and who is Callum Smith going to fight next? Who is BJ Saunders fought? Who is he going to fight next? Who is Rocky Fielding fought? Who is Rocky Fielding going to fight next? The answer to all of that is nobody. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the answer across the board. Nobody. And they ladies and gentlemen, fought. that's yeah. how you know how good a fighter is. After they take a loss, who do they fight next? Their next three to five fights, that's how you know where they stand in, in the division or as a fighter. That's how you find out. Exactly. So like we see we see the the bs so you got guys perfectly healthy nothing happened to them they got all the privilege they got all, all the cap on their side with the media you got earl spence flips over ferrari and he fights danny garcia he didn't take a tune up he fought danny garcia no top tune five welterweight former unified champion at 140 pounds he fights danny garcia well danny garcia was 140 pounder well Terrence Crawford's not doing anything but fighting a whole bunch of 140 pounders. He's about to fight some more 140 pounders. At, at least, at least uh, Earl, Earl fought a 140 pounder who was a unified champion. And moreover, Danny Garcia was established at 147. He had several fights at 147. So he's mm -hmm. a true welterweight. But Jose Zapata, Callum Smith, Rocky Fielding. I could be Abney Yildur. Igas Kalvanaskas. I just want you to think about that. I want you to hear those names and then say, well, what's next? Shit, I want you to go look up their record and tell me who. Or was. just see, can you can, can you find these niggas? I can't even see. <laughs> I don't even think I can't find them. You know, at least I see Sean Paul on the Portaway podcast. Right. I see him fight other people. Right. But damn, I can't even find these niggas. I can't find them. 
where the hell it's like where's Waldo? Where's Callum Smith? Where's BJ Saunders? Where's Rocky Fielder? Where's Abney Yoder? They took their payday and they bounced out the game. These are only Canelo's last four fights. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Do you see them? Are they in the gym? Hell, at least I see Danny Garcia in the gym. It may be Cap. I'm I'm, I'll take Miller 154. At least I see something. I can see this nigga. I can't see these niggas Canelo, but I can't see him. These niggas, only one guy that Bud fought, I can see him. And I don't even see him. I just hear he may fight Virgil Ortiz. That's all I hear. I ain't seen him. Carol Brook disappeared. Kelp gone. Gone. Jose Benavidez Jr. Now, I did hear he's going to make a comeback. He is. He is. Salute to, salute to the that. Benavidez fight, uh, family. Salute I, to I, them. I, I fuck and, with them. And, yeah, I, fuck, I like them. And I like Jose Jr. for coming back, saying, hey, I want my get back. I would love to get another opportunity to fight Bud Crawford, but I understand my position and what I'm going to have to do. So salute to them. But it's like, bro, where's Julius Ndongo? He got work like these, by Regis these, program. These, these guys that you supposed to be, oh, I die, I'm just a unified ring. You be Julius fucking Ndongo. I'm just like, let's just have a real conversation. There's no disrespect. I just want to have a real conversation, bro. It's, and it's no different than every sport. Could you imagine? Tyson Fury beat be, be Tom Schwartz. Where is right. Tom Schwartz? See, see, and, and this is why we need to get on. We need to get on all the major networks. We need to get on Fox Sports, which they don't. They do less cap about boxing, but ESPN especially with Stephen A. and Max Kellum. And I want to go on. I want you and I to go on ESPN during, let's say, if it's the NFL, the NBA season. And I want us to be like, ha, man, woo-hoo-hoo. Man, the Warriors beat the Pistons. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that was a hard fall fight. Could you imagine if we did that? They would, the producers would cut to a break and have us tested for substance abuse. No, Stephen A. Smith would go in on us like the Pistons. The Pistons. That's my point. That's my point. And see, so it's no different. Could you imagine if it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady? And I don't know. On a Sunday, they're playing and the they Lions. defeat the line, the Detroit Lions. Could you imagine on NFL Live or ESPN, the other network? You're like, oh, Tom, all oh, the Buccaneers destroy all oh, they all. Oh, what an accomplishment! They beat the Lions. You never hear that. You know what you hear? Oh, Bucks beat the Lions by 24. Yeah, Tom Brady ran up the numbers. Yeah, yeah Lions, four, they 400 suck. yards passing. Four touchdowns. Yeah. You you hit the stats and they move on. Yeah, they like you know another. They cover? They cover. Another another yeah. Tom Brady outing where he shows why he's right. one of the best, or, and then they keep they, on they, going. They, they don't even they don't even get that much commentary on it. They cover they they give the stats real quick and they move on. They talk about what the games that were actually competitive against real competition. Yeah. And then they'll say but something boxing, slight. They'll say something slight boxing, like yeah. Detroit needs to get it in order. Yeah. Yeah, but in boxing they don't do that. They do the exact opposite. I'm going to say this again. Callum Smith. B.J. Saunders. We ain't heard nothing from him. Yodiro. Ain't heard nothing from him. Rocky Fielding. Ain't heard nothing from him. Egas Calvinaskas. Where is he? And no disrespect here because he's trying to get us get back, but it's been a while. Jose Benavidez Jr., 
Kale Brook. And now we're about to be given Jose Zapata. Like, let's just, I want you to just, and, and no, no, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm coming at these guys super hard, because this is supposedly, arguably, one and two on the pound for pound list. I want you to think about that. Would everybody be saying, so you look, see, the reason why the other sports are way better, are way ahead of box and better. They have something called a strength of schedule. They even got it in college football. Yes. That determines if you make it to the college football play. What's your, what's your strength of schedule? Yeah, you could be 14 on college football, but hell, nigga, if you played Austin P and Three you played South Dakota State, then Twice. okay. What does that yeah. say? But if you, beat, if you beat the Ohio State, if you beat Alabama, if you beat Florida, uh, Clemson, yeah. or Florida, Florida State, oh, yeah, now we talking. That's a stronger strength of schedule. Right. Yeah, you actually played and beat somebody. Should be the same thing in box. What's the strength of schedule? What's your Canelo, last five Canelo, fights look like? Canelo's SOS is trash. Bud's SOS is trash. <laughs> Which means their current value is trash as it relates to the, the product of what they're doing. Now, but in boxing, you can get away with it because you can play the racism and nationalism and you can lie and do all a bunch of other stuff. And get away with it and make the money. You can't do that. You don't hear ESPN selling bucks over lions, do you? Hell no. You don't hear them. You don't. You don't hear them even before the season happens. Do you see? You know how they put a season up and they highlight it. Do you ever? Do you ever? I guarantee you. I guarantee you. They're not gonna go with whoever the bucks play. And they say, oh, they're going to highlight, oh, wow, look, the Bucks are at Ford Field. They're playing the Lions the week 13. I guarantee it never gets discussed. They only highlight the games that they know are the strongest and best games, and the top of that being the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what they do. So why does football do it? Basketball well, even with basketball. Oh, man, oh, oh, wow, the Lakers are about to play the Nets. Oh, that's a potential NBA Finals matchup. Why? They, they don't say – Oh, wow, wow, the Lakers about to go play the Pistons. They don't say it. But in boxing, we get Jose Zapata. We get Callum Smith. We get Avney Yildirim. We get Igas Kalganaskis. And it's not that, look, these guys deserve respect. They're fighters. They've done it. They're at a certain level. But they're not at the elite level. But they're selling us a product and a message that Canelo and Bud are elite. You cannot be elite if you don't go up against and defeat elite competition. You're selling me a faulty product. So this is what I want to talk to boxing. This is why I want to come at any boxing fan who happens to be a sports fan. Let's take the same principles in boxing and imagine if we apply them to any other sport. It would be like how they're trying to do schools now, even the fourth and fifth place. is a Everybody. Winner. It's a participation award, right? Everybody's and that's the problem winner. with the sanctioning bodies, uh, interim belt, uh, June team belt, belt. Uh, yeah. Cinco de Mayo belt, silver belt, intercontinental belt, international you know, belt, uh, uh, wannabe belt, platinum belt. belt, yeah, whole belt, bitch belt, all these belts, top rank belt, the yeah. N- NBAF belt, the yeah, NBO it's, 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 belt, the IBO yeah. belt, the IBA yeah. belt. 
it's all nonsense. And so if we don't accept it in all the other major sports and we want boxing to be a major sport, we need to stop accepting it in boxing. Boxing needs a centralized body of commissioner to force fights or give up the belt. So to ensure that the best people do get the championships, because in the other sports, if you're the best that season, minus injuries, no matter what happens, if it becomes a war of attrition. If you're the best, then you end up with the trophy at the end. But in boxing, the only sport, well, more often than not, the best fighter is not the champion. Right. And you can move sideways and around the best fighter, and they'll put this whole media blitz together to prop up a guy that ain't shit. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's sickening, and it's stupid, and it damages the sport, and it damages the value. And it, to me, it, it really diminishes the, the profits that they can be making. Because the better product you produce, the more revenue you'll generate. So uh, it, it's a shame, man. It, it's, it's really a shame. It makes, you, understand. it makes you have yeah. a clearer understanding of why a guy like Marvin Hagler walked away from the sport and didn't want anything to do with it. And I'm true. And I'm about to target a group. I'm about to target my Mexican brothers and sisters. And the reason I'm going to come at them hard is because, look, I understand you're proud of your culture and your country and your heritage. There's nothing wrong with that. Hell, like I said, the first president was in Mexico was black. I, I feel some sort of affinity for that. But the bottom line is, is this. Mexican fight fans know better because Mexican fight fans probably like soccer. Now, are they going to cheer their soccer team whether it's, it could be in La Liga or I mean, it could be whatever sports league in soccer. They know who the good teams are, where the quality wins are, and they know where the bad teams are. And when it's like, whatever, they know. So if they know what in, if they know what in soccer, why can't they follow the same rules in boxing? So to all my Mexican fight fans and brothers and sisters, you got to stop helping perpetrate the fraud. You know Canelo Alvarez ain't fighting anybody. Stop giving up your hard-earned money. And it is hard-earned because Mexican people are some of the hardest-working people on the planet. Much love, much respect, and much credit. Stop giving up your hard-earned money just because Canelo Alvarez is Mexican. Expect more from him. Let me tell you something. We, we, we support Earl Spence. We support Deontay Wilder. If Earl Spence... if Every fight he was doing was Carlos Ocampo. We would not be supporting Earl Spence. I don't even talk about that fight. We wouldn't even talk about it. If Deontay Wilder said, I'm not going to, you know, fight Louis Ortiz, Louis Ortiz. I'm not going to fight whoever's up at the top. I'm not going to make the big fights. I'm just going to fight, I don't know, some, some 250-pound mailman. We wouldn't be supporting Deontay Wilder. But like, he's not fighting. He's not trying to challenge himself. He ain't doing anything. Look at how we are with our own. Look at how we are with Bud Crawford. Bud Crawford won't fight elite competition. He's black, we're black. And look how hard we are on him. So the black fight fans can hold Bud Crawford accountable for not fighting competition. But you guys aren't holding Canelo Alvarez accountable for not fighting any competition. You got to stop it. Because they're stealing money. I get you open up a bunch of gas... Yeah, I get it. He opened up a bunch of gas stations in Mexico, but y'all could have put all that money y'all spent on watching his bum-ass fights 
and y'all could open up 150 gas stations. Facts. Just being, just being 100. So let's let's just have, let's be real. I don't want to hear all this, but you, you don't know these guys. Are, no, no, I know that Callum Smith, Abney Yoder, B.J. Saunders, and Rocky Fielding ain't better than David Benavidez, and ain't better than Caleb Plant, and ain't better than David Morrell Jr. Nah, nah. Not at so, all. So why was Canelo? Why did Canelo take those fights? Why don't he step over there and take these other fights? I bet you he doesn't do it. He, now he's talking because he's feeling the pressure. Guarantee you he doesn't do it. That's why you hear, oh, Archer better be here than Dimitri Bivol. And he may not even fight no one of them. He gonna figure out who the low, who the who the lowest hanging fruit is. You know that he's gonna he look gonna at them that. rankings. He's gonna look at them rankings and go give me number six. And he's gonna pick them apart, look at the film, <clears throat> and he's gonna find out well who's older, who's been through more wars, who has more weaknesses. Where can I have my advantage? Where's the fight? Can I get the judges on my side if I last 12 rounds? He's gonna look for every instead of just taking the fight to the best damn competition. And on top of that, my Mexican fight fans and brothers and sisters, how can you support Canelo Alvarez when he says, I'm not going to fight a Mexican fighter? That's the craziest part that I ever heard. How how are you going to be a fighter of a certain ethnic background or nationality? And you won't even, you the big fish. Imagine Earl Spence saying, I ain't going to fight another black fighter. I'm not going to fight another black. I'm not going to fight another black American. But Errol, the big fish, he the big fish at one point. The best was just one of the biggest paydays. Yeah. So you're not going to make money and give opportunity to your own people, but you claiming to be representing your people. I'm just trying to show you the hypocrisy and the oxymoronic nature of the culture of boxing and its fans in certain groups. Yeah. And the wrongheadedness and how it's doing more harm than good for the sport. Because you don't accept it in soccer, Mexican fight fans. You do not accept it in soccer. You don't. What's a bigger win if you go to the World Cup? Mexico versus, hell, I'll throw us out there. Mexico versus the United States or Mexico versus Brazil? Ooh, we know what that is. You rather don't nobody give a fuck about the USA. Yeah, it's soccer because we suck in soccer. We're not that great. But if you beat Brazil, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Oh, the Mexican soccer fans will be filled with pride because they know they actually beat somebody who was good. Or Argentina. Or Argentina. Or 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 uh, uh, Portugal. Or even hell, any of the Europeans. They're all better than the US. (laughs) Shit. So it's like, really. So if you all can do that in soccer, and I know you do because I've seen you because I watch soccer. If you can do that, why can't you do it in boxing for Canelo Alvarez? See, that's a problem. But I'm not going to fight it. Could you imagine a Mexican, a really good team in the Mexican league saying, I'm not going to play another Mexican team? Come on. Come on, my people. Come on. So, so where did you get your stock from? Who did you who did you start out fighting? Who did you start out fighting then, bro? 
if you don't fight Mexicans, what's Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.? What's Alfredo Pedro Angulo? It's like, come on, like, quit, quit lying. You fought Mexicans that you thought you could beat. It's not just that's Mexican. It's, it's a specific Mexican that people are trying to get you to fight. And instead of saying his name, you just want to use a general term, I'm not fighting Mexican. That's, that's what's happening. A, yeah, I'm not going to fight a Mexican. Not that I'm not going to fight Mexicans. I'm not going to fight yeah. that Mexican. That's the message, exactly. that, the underlying message that's being sent. I'm not trying to fight that guy. I need to stay exactly. out the way of that guy. So, yeah, it's bad, man. But we've been on here for too long, man. I, I, I can keep going. This is, this is nuts. It's we nuts. are. Just the the, the, the we, fuckery is in full effect and it's nuts. And I got to quit talking about it so I can get my sanity back for the rest of the day. Because this is nuts. It's stupid. Yeah, we are at three hours. <laughs> yeah. And it's nuts on the networks, too, because they could be making more money. And that's a damn shame that they're in the business of making money, but they won't even make the biggest money they can make. And so we have to ask ourselves why, because race is more important to them in certain instances. And boxing is one of those sports they're willing to play games with in order yeah. to achieve their racial goals. Well, remember, and that's, that's just a fact. There's less regulation and, and law and amendment and, uh, and a governing body in, in boxing. So you can slip in, make a yeah. bunch of money and talk a bunch of shit and you can get out the way. You can't do that yeah. in those other major sports. So uh, hopefully, hopefully at some point we do get those things in order and, and, and be able to put boxing in a better position because the, the fighters, they matter. Like they're, they're the biggest component of this whole situation, the networks and the rankings and the pay-per-views and all the promotional companies. Those guys are great, but there's no boxing without fighters and we need to be able to yeah. get the, the uh, fighters protected. So ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this is clean breaks. The episode is titled Bob Foolery, but we have jumped around quite a bit because Jay is yes. full of frustration as I as am yes, I. Yes, I'm sorry, man. Uh but it's, get off my chest, bro. It's Bob, beautiful. keep being Bob and Bud. If you don't leave after that fight in October, I'm done with you. I'm done. I'm done watching you. After this, after this year, if you're still with Bob, you, you should. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, yeah. we we out. I'm about to go make me a sandwich. God bless everybody, yeah, everybody out there. Too. Love, health, peace. peace, success to everyone out there. We are done with this thing, man. <laughs>